Hello, and welcome to the Model Car Podcast. Today is a very special day. It's Pat's birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. This day is just for you. I wish you a happy birthday and a bunch of gifts or two. And Pat is here to celebrate with us. Hello and happy birthday, Pat. Yay. Hi, thanks. Yay? Just yay. I'm 57. Come on. It's like... It's, it should be an anti-birthday or something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, thank you very much. And of course, John is here as well. How are you doing today, John? Yeah, I'm just laughing. That's all I'm doing. Just laughing. Just laughing. At Pat getting old. Yep. Thanks. And, and, and various other things. So. Jeez, <laughs> it's not just Pat. Not oh, just the, Pat. The, pre, the pre-show talk. Yeah, well, I'm still laughing about that. Yes, cool. that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, just a reminder, uh, this show should come out. Uh, on or before the date of the next Woodward Dreams cruise in scale. That is Saturday, August the 15th. Uh, please join us at the Woodward Dream Cruise Facebook group where you can post your models much like you would do if you were uh, cruising Woodward's itself. Um, we want to see your older builds. We want to see... The cars that you don't you don't talk about anymore, you know, maybe they're not your best builds, but the ones that you're proud of and you just want to share. Um, come and share as much as you like. Uh, we'd love to see it all. Uh, the shortcut to that, woodworddreamcruise.online. If you type that into your browser, it will take you directly there. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody participate. So please come in, join up, um, and on the 15th, uh, post your, post your uh, builds. You guys going to be playing with that? I know, John, you got to work, so you got to load up yeah, in the morning. I got to work. I got to work on Friday plus and Saturday, so it <laughs> doesn't work so well. At least you can get there and follow everybody else. Hopefully, yeah, I'll be back and forth. I have a, uh, I have a couple things to do, but um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll certainly be checking in and uh, adding my comments and uh, whatnot and some of my old builds. Cool. I can't wait to see that. I've I've actually wanted to take out some mile builds and take some fresh photos of them first. I realize that I have a few that I've never actually taken photos of, other than my I'm finished and it's on the bench kind of photos. So uh, oh, hopefully okay. there'll be new stuff that you guys haven't seen before. Yeah. Into our follow up section, uh, John, uh, you unlike myself have have got much better luck with the mail. How was your week? <laughs> I got lucky. I've been lucky, but it's it's. It's not all good luck either, but yeah, there's uh well, obviously some people realize that, you know, I live what 30 miles from the U S border and I've been using a U.S. post office box for well, 25 years. Unfortunately, right now during the pandemic with a closure of the border, I couldn't, but with the help of a friend, well, now I can get my mail sent to me in Canada. And of course, the reason I send any, you know, send any, send, most of the things to my American post office box is, well, have you seen the price of shipping to Canada? <laughs> have you seen the price of a, the, the, uh, the price difference for a magazine subscription? There's a huge difference between Canada and the U S. So, uh, what's a magazine? Where, what's a magazine? Well, apparently they're becoming rare. <laughs> Extinct, I think is a better word. Yes, it might be a better word. Yeah. Anyway, there's all, all sorts of goodies that have come. The good stuff is, you know, there's, a Cincinnati cab, a 56 GMC cab, a <laughs> a major 
Holy Grail for me, the 1970 Mercury Cyclone spoiler, and well, this is good. There has been some not so good. Apparently, there were there's been a par- package that's been that the post office, the American post office, has been playing handball with. It's <laughs> it, it originated in Maine, went to my post office box in Derby Line, Vermont. From there, it went off to Eastern Maine. From Eastern Maine, it, apparently it was refused or something, which makes no sense. It got bounced back as far as New Jersey, and has that since been gone back to Derby Line, Vermont. They called me. I said, well, I don't know who, what, where. No idea why it would have gone there, and so they're sending it back to Eastern Maine. But that makes absolutely no sense. Why the, why the heck that would happen? But we shall see. I didn't um, is, actually know I needed a map for this for this podcast. You ought to see the list of tracking on that one too. Uh, <laughs> now is is Eastern Maine uh, where our friend helps us out across the yes, border? Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. No more will be said. No more will be said. No, not at this time. <laughs> no. um, now you you put up that micro, uh, Mercury Cyclone spoiler on the. Uh, on our Slack channel, um, mm-hmm. what's inside? Like everything look really good inside. Everything is very good in it. The fellow who sent it to me has two sets of glass for it, two sets of wheels for it. Mm. Uh, according to Ken Nesbitt on our Slack channel, he says that it was typical for the kit to be short shot in one area. My body is pristine, perfect. Mm, oh my good god! Good. I really for lucked you. out. There's two sets of decals in it. Oh mm. baby, it's yeah, it's. <laughs> Once so, I get caught up on what I've been working on, uh, yeah, the Mercury is going to go right up to the top of the list. And the hardest part right now is trying to choose a color for it. Choose a color. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's the history of the Mercury Cyclone spoiler kit? Issued once, I believe. That's it. As a street car. Now, I know it's yeah. been reissued a couple yeah. times as a race car, but as a street car, one one and done was, the, was it as far as I know. And I believe so. Wow. So this is a uh, collector level kit. Oh then. yes, there. This is a collector level kit. Yes, I. It never. I know we talked about you know what was our what our holy grails were a few episodes ago, and I don't think it even made the list because I considered an unrealistic holy grail. I'd never get this thing. Sort but, of like an, an NPC seventy one demon. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's I've one heard and, of them. One, one, and, one and done. Yeah. Yeah, one I, and done. I've That's actually it. had two in my collection at one point or another and flipped them to people that needed them more than I did. And uh, it, yeah, it's um, the, uh, that 70 spoiler is, uh, that's a nice catch. That really is good. For yeah. You. So you what did you uh, sell to uh, pick that up? Your soul or was... your firstborn? <laughs> or your cat? Believe it or not, it was a trade. Oh, mm, very nice. And trust. Oh, there's also photo etch in with it too. Aftermarket photo etch from. Uh, oh, I want to say our friends in Detroit. Can't think of the name right now, but and I didn't even know they did photo etch. It's not Model Car Garage. Uh, Detail not Model Car Garage. No, it's not Model Car Garage. No, because okay. it's, it's uh, it, there's no there's no fret, if you will. It's all on a black vinyl backing. Oh, okay. So I can't remember what the name is on it right now, but I was like, oh my god. I don't recall any. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, maybe um, uh, missing link. Yeah, that's because that's it. Yeah. He cloned he cloned the body in resin. He uh, he did have probably still does sell the uh, body. So 
I believe you're right. He had a little photo etch uh, detail part, uh, detail sheet for that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Mo- um, mo- missing link, uh, Kevin. No. Kevin at Missing Link. Kevin Lutz. Lutz. There we go. Yeah. Got it. I-, I see him almost every meeting when we do have meetings, but can I put his first and last name together? No. <laughs> I see him every year at at least when we go to that. Yeah. But- <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Good. Okay. No, that's that's a great catch. That is, um, is as long as you you feel it was a tr- fair trade. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Good. I'm not going to complain about that trade. <clears throat> no, no, <Good>. sir. <laughs> nope. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Nope. 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 Cool. Any uh, follow up or anything new for you, Pat? Well, we discussed it on Slack channel, but I'm not sure if uh, did we talk about last. Uh, we're, we talked about the uh, Bell Kits Metro. Uh, 6R4, correct? Yes. We the Group B rally car? The rally car. Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I had decided by the time, uh, by the time we did that, that, but I have pulled the trigger and ordered that pretty almost, uh, pretty much almost as soon as, uh, as we finished recording. I had to look it up and I, I pulled the trigger. I haven't received it yet. It's coming from Belgium. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what's in the mail. I have something coming from Salvino's, which is, tumbling up the uh, conveyor belt at uh, Richmond, I assume. Uh, but it's not obscenely late, so I'm not too panicked about it because Richmond will pay off and everything will, will be here on time. <laughs> but no, that's uh, that's what I have. So I have the... Uh, and I, I picked up the other version, uh, the Malcolm Wilson um, Monte Carlo rally uh, for the Metro, and I um, I believe you picked the other yeah, I picked uh, the Jimmy McRae version that we talked yep. about. So, so maybe we'll have a uh, a comparo, a side by side, because I think there'd be a, a couple little different parts, uh, or at least the wheels and like the rolling stock will be a little different between yours and mine. And uh, I wouldn't so, be yeah. surprised if the ride hat is a little different between the two either. Yep. Yeah. True. That's um, so. We have those coming, um, but nothing. Uh, I did. I and I, I'm still in this summer slump. Uh, I went to, and people were recommending, oh, you know, just build something you wouldn't normally build. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at my shelves. Well, I would normally build all this stuff at one point. So well, that, isn't that why you bought that stuff to begin with? Well, I ordered those because, I, well, I, the Salvino stuff is for a collection. You know, I'm going to have all the Salvino stuff. And the Metro was just a cool car. It's like, yeah, been waiting for this for a while. And uh, so... All, you know, with the many, many hundreds of kits that I have, I still went to the hobby shop last week and I bought the Jeep uh, Rubicon. Mm. Try to use that as a slump buster. Mm. Well, I open, I opened up the box. I, you know, I, I cut open the plastic and ripped it open and looked and I dug through and uh, haven't taken glue to styrene yet, nor knife to styrene to cut parts or clippers or whatever. So I bought a slump buster and it's sitting there slumping. <laughs> I know that feeling too well. Mm. <clears throat> uh, so I, I think we're all dreading Canada Post Richmond. Um, and I can, yeah, at Richmond right now because my Salvinos come up from California. I would assume Belgium would ship across the Atlantic, so they'll get stuck in Montreal or, luckily for me, Gateway in Mississauga. So, uh, but um, those are, you know, they've only been ordered recently, so I'm not too worried about. Uh, not too worried about those. I'm not sure for you. They may come 
it come, may come across the other way. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm figuring either way, even if it comes across to Ontario, it'll probably yeah. get uh, sent over to Richmond for dispatch. Oh, to that's me. true. Yeah. So it'll sit at Gateway and tumble around for a while. Then it'll go to Richmond and tumble around for a while. So I may have mine finished before uh, you even get yours. Yeah, the way that this is going. So I I, I have the uh, Metro coming that we talked about last time. And then uh, we talked about the uh, BMAX Nunu Volvo 240. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually pulled the pin on one of those because I've been curious about it. And uh, I, I really am interested. I've got the Tamiya Racing Volvo, which I think is the 850. Um, and yes. I thought the two yes. of those would make a really... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, early versus late sort of uh, in the history of Volvo racing. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I went ahead. It was not cheap. It's kind of through an eBay. And I know that one's coming from uh, the Far East. So that will certainly come through Richmond and God only knows mm-hmm. what that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited to see that one. Um, I'm also so- dreading Canada Post as well. I had uh, some podcast merch from another podcast that I listened to uh, that shipped, you know, I think it was July the 3rd, that showed up to my house on Friday, uh, which is... Uh, that August 7th. Uh, yeah. That's not uh, bad. Not bad, yeah. really. Um, For timing. <laughs> I, I have a security camera outside my house so I can see when the mailman comes because, you know, mail is such a thing. Uh, our mailman came in, and one of the things in there was a uh, ceramic cup with their logo on it, which is just really cool because I'm a geek. And uh, I watched the mailman um, basically just roll it out of his hand and drop it onto the floor, bang on the door, and walk away. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, what's going to happen to the quality of how 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 is my poor little box full of plastic going to do? Um you know, is it going to become a Ravel Germany problem where I'm trying to still get replacement parts? Uh, they haven't shown up, by the way. Oh, so, jeez. No, <laughs> now, I'm not surprised, but uh, yeah, it's just now, terrible. I, I have a, a, a pretty good, I used to buy a number of rally kits from Far East. Um, and I've had them come wrapped in you know, wrapped in cardboard, like extra cardboard around just the kit sized box, you know, but it was taped and cardboarded well enough. And I've had them come in boxes slightly bigger with newspaper packing material. And then I did get one and I certainly don't use that vendor anymore that it came wrapped in basically tissue paper with ribbons to hold the tissue paper on. And it made it from China to Windsor, Ontario, wrapped in something just a little t- harder than tissue paper and ribbon. Like, uh, yeah. With, I, with my, the the it, tissue paper wasn't shredded or anything? No, it, there was not a mark in it. It was taped on the corners. Wow. Yeah. So it was no stronger, certainly, than the box that it came in. Not a dent on the box on any corner. So... It just depends on who's handling it that day or, you know, I, I, so yeah, it was, I, yeah, I mean, something stronger than rice paper or tissue paper, but not much more. Certainly wasn't, wasn't even cardstock. It wasn't as thick as cardstock. So, and, you know, ribbons on, you know, horizontally and vertically on the box. And my name was underneath the 
the tie of the ribbon. It was so weird, mm. but not a dent in the box. So I just got lucky or I yeah. don't I, know. I always look at the vendor feedback um, uh-huh. and felt mm-hmm. pretty comfortable for the amount that they were doing in the hobby space because there's so many people that do a little bit of everything now. Uh, that I figured, you know, their their packaging can't be that bad. No, no, that's true. It's uh, no, that's that's fine. I I know it comes the stuff that comes from uh, uh, where my Bell Kits kit is coming from. They're uh, they're good. They were good in the past, so I don't expect any uh, problems with them. So, um, and I assume your vendor uh, for the uh, the Metro is of similar uh, quality. I've just heard rumors about them. Like, um, I've heard good things about them, but I've never actually used them myself. It's good. the first time. So uh, I, well, I, I will uh, lose my... Uh, anyway, I, I will, uh, yes, uh, have it as a first time and see how how their performance is for me. But uh, it can't we'll, be any worse we'll, than Revell Germany. I will discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, I will discuss that. Those uh, will reveal those vendors and uh, the quality uh, next time we do a show, if we've received them by then. Hmm. Um, speaking of follow-up, and it's not in our notes, and I apologize. Hey, how, did, how, how did you like that uh, that segue into your, your next announcement? Well, yes. Wasn't but, that cool? Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking about something else, though. So. Oh, darn. I, I, I got something else in my follow-up before we get into that. All right. Uh, I was at a local hobby shop yesterday. Uh, looks like uh, the Tamiya GT4s are back in stock because he's got a fresh supply of them. Hmm. There you so, go. So, John, you can get a couple more. I've got five. I mean, well, is that enough? Yes. Oh, okay. Never enough. Yes. It's never. Trust me. Okay. Um, Anyway, um, what uh, we've talked before, Pat, and I think you told me how much it was in your hobby shop for. Yes, uh, and I've forgotten at this point as to what it was. But uh, what what did you pay for yours, John? Depends which one, uh, because they've two came from one source, two came from another source. And uh, what, what are the hobby shop I prices? Think they, were, they think they were, well, they're both hobby stores. So uh, I think there were two or three dollar difference. And I seem to recall that at the hobby shop, it went that the mail order hobby shop, it went up by seven or eight dollars between the pre order and yeah. when it got yeah. here. And I'm, it was either fifty six, fifty seven, or sixty five ish. I really mm. don't recall now. Yeah, I think uh, I could look it up, but I'm not no, so, it's okay. I was just curious. Well, my my local store. I just thought of it now. His sticker price is sixty four ninety nine. Yeah, so I I, I, must, I, paid, be, I, I must be there. <laughs> I, I paid a little less, but um, mm. uh, but yeah, sticker price is sixty four ninety nine. Okay, so maybe my guy's not too out to lunch this time. Uh, he was sixty seven fifty. Uh, oh no! That's uh, oh, no that, no that, that that's in that's in the range. Yeah, yeah that's, that, I I, that, I walked away without it because um, you, you still know. don't like the guy. You still <laughs> yeah. don't want a Mustang. Uh, no, actually, I want the Mustang. I've decided that, but um, uh, to to pay him full price and taxes on top of it, uh, just uh, you know, I I'm happy to wait a month or two for it and find some uh, less expensive offshore. Uh, person that's willing to uh, eBay it, perhaps, or uh, you know, Japan post it to me. We'll we'll figure mm-hmm. something out. Um, oh, but uh, now that they seem to be uh, more common because he hadn't had them in for a while, um, and I know we talked that uh, they w- we weren't expecting anything till August. Well, apparently they're back. So uh, I just thought I'd share that. Oh, in case you hadn't noticed, okay. this is August. 
Well, it is, mm-hmm. but uh, it's early August, so that's, uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's probably had them on the shelf this week, which means they probably would have shipped from Borgfeld last week, so maybe earlier than uh, I, I would have expected when I'm hearing August. Okay, yeah, all right. And we had a holiday uh, this past Monday, so... Uh, uh, well, just, Ontario did. Just in <laughs> Sorry, case you're guys. wondering, Justin, uh, Hobbylink Japan has them at a very affordable price. Uh, and that's why, you know, I'd rather, even if it's the same price, I think I'd rather give my money oh, to... No, you're going to, even with shipping, you're going to be less than less yeah. than uh, oh. buying it from your guy. Well, that plus tax is going to be 75 bucks, right? So I, uh, I, figured, I figured I could do yeah, a lot better if you looking buy it online. There, here, they're wanting only $43 Canadian. Whoa. Yeah, so yeah. plus plus shipping, you know. Plus 20. Yeah, plus 20 shipping. 63, you're still No, t- no still tax, cheaper. right? Nope. Yeah, so that's going to save me sort of 15%. So, uh, you know, that's the price that I would have paid. Like, if I had it for 60 bucks, I would have jo- dropped on it. But, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, he also had one of the new Itulary, uh, te- uh Yamaha Tenere, um, Dakar-style motorcycles. Uh, one ninth scale, which... I I was really excited to see that, and then I saw the price tag of ninety five dollars Canadian, and went, yeah, okay, mm. no, mm. yeah. So what what we're saying is support your local hobby shop, unless they rip you off. <laughs> yeah, unless he's he's got a history of just not being a great guy or whatever. It's uh, hmm. Uh, this My is a guy a that guy. price marks up the magazine, so you know that says it all. Yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, that's so. I have issues with that. Yes. Well, uh, you know, it just kind of sets the the tone for what that uh, that store is. Unfortunately, there's mm-hmm. not another store within about a half hour drive, so um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I should go there, but I'm kind of lazy. So one day when I'm, if I want to go to a real hobby shop, I'm looking at 45 minutes anyway on the highway. Yeah. Well. I, this guy's this guy's kind of the closest one to me, and for the most part, his what he has is great. But um, it's just his pricing. He knows he can kind of push the pricing up, and he keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. And it just you know it it hurts. I'm soft. It, I need I I, I I'm. <laughs> I, do you I, need a hug? I, I need a hug. hug <laughs> I, I I need a hug and a discount. Well, then go hug your dog. Yeah, that's uh, what I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are so kind to me. Anyway, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, being kind to me, uh, we're going to take a break on the next episode uh, for a very, very badly needed podcast vacation for me. Um, family is sort of planning on going away, which means I'll be looking after said dog. Um, and she was sitting in uh, my room on my chair until about uh, two minutes before we actually started uh, podcasting because uh, she wouldn't leave me alone. So um, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in four weeks after you listen to this. Um, So uh, thank you for your patience and uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, social media or on Slack or wherever you want to get a hold of us if you have any questions for us in the meantime. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your dog is a drama queen, but... Yeah, yeah, big princess, your princess. <laughs> oh, she is such a princess. No, it, for those, I, if you don't already know, Justin does all the editing, uh, and um, sometimes the editing is takes a lot longer, and it's much more stressful than um, that it needs to be, or that it, it that he would care it to be. So, um, 
yeah, we're giving them a break and hopefully it'll be cooler and we don't have to have wind machines in the background for the future. Uh, but we guess get recording again in September. So enjoy your time away from podcasting, uh, editing materials and stuff. I will certainly try to do that. All right. Uh, what's, uh, so, so this is, uh, well, we'll start with, we'll start with Pat, uh, with our, uh, Salvino's corner here. Salvino's corner. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, what, what, what uh-huh. have you got from, uh, our friends over in, uh, Texas? I think they are, right? They are California based and the designer is from Texas. Jim is from, yeah, Jim is from Texas, but the Salvino's people, Corona, California of all places. Oh God. Yes. Corona. <laughs> and that's, that's, that is never, you know, Mm-mm, not right now, never heard of it until now. So, um, yeah, Salvino's their next release, uh, should be in the stores in the next couple of weeks is, um, uh, what do we get? We got, the, oh, sorry. The, yeah, the builders club, we get ours first and it's the Cale Yarborough, uh, 1978, I believe. Uh, first national city travelers checks Oldsmobile. We're going back to the Oldsmobile body uh, for this release, and the stores get them a week or two after the club members get theirs. Uh, we are over 200 members in the uh, Salvinos JR Model Builders Club, so we are voting. Uh, it's a sort of a. Uh, it's only amongst us uh, members right now. We're voting on what the next release will be, and. Uh, We'll have some good news coming up uh, probably by the next podcast. But um, yeah, that's what's happening right now is uh, the next release will be uh, First National City Traveler's Checks Oldsmobiles. And what I heard is that the car is mainly white. It's got orange along the bottoms, kind of an orangey gold color along the bottoms. Uh, Number 11 car and the red and blue across the top of the roof and the hood with the First National City Traveler's Checks colors and stuff. All going to be on decal sheet. Oh, very so nice. So all, all you have to do is paint it, paint the body white, and everything else is decals. So um, there's that. And uh, for those people, I, I got a who, question first, though, yes, Pat, because yes, you yeah, know we, we we have people of various ages listening to our podcast. Sure. Okay. Could you tell our younger listeners what a traveler's check is? Ooh. <laughs> Much like a rotary phone, I have not seen one of those in many years. I don't know if well, I've ever well, seen back, one. Back in the day, you used to go to the bank, and when you were going to go on vacation, you wouldn't want to take cash around with you. So you would buy these things called traveler's checks. You'd exchange your money for these things called traveler's checks. And it was, it'd be like a check, but it would be accepted anywhere that you, go, that you went. So you could pay at a restaurant with a traveler's check or your hotel with a traveler's check. It would be like your own check at home, but it'd be accepted, you know, anywhere. This is seventies, guys. You know, this was yeah. uh, it, and this foreign was currency. It was uh, like you, you yeah. would. We when we uh, were in England, we came for a vacation to Canada and the U.S. And we had we converted all of our money in England into Thomas this, Cook. Thomas Cook, uh, which went bankrupt. <laughs> moment of silence for them. You would take these. They they looked like sort of. 
funny US dollar checks or US Canadian dollar or Canadian dollar checks and you would just go in you would write the their the name in there you'd sign it and they would give you actual cash back as well as take off uh, the yeah, the thing they were a real currency this is before credit cards became popular and before you know obviously you don't want to travel with a a chunk of cash so a uh, really cool concept for those of us it's a flashback to those of us that actually remember it and mm-hmm. uh, perhaps mm-hmm. a history lesson for those that have no clue what we're talking about yeah it was actually um we traveled uh i can't remember where we went anyway it, the story just died because i can't remember where we went but we did use travelers checks and it was so weird for me as a kid to be wow so we took our money we bought these little pieces of paper and they're like checks and these people accept them in america and it was it was so amazing long before debit cards credit cards uh chips even you know using your phone as currency or as a uh long before there were instant tellers in other words oh yeah exactly (laughs) it's um yeah because it's uh it was an easier way to travel with your money especially going from another country into the U.S. or into Canada, wherever. So traveler's checks, yeah, the same as uh, Contempra or rotary phones. Remember, don't forget Contempra phones. I don't remember those. They're shaped like your um, Cybertruck. Oh, okay. Yes, I do remember them. I just didn't know the name of them. Those were called Contempra phones, yeah. So they were a push-button phone, but they were um, sort of shaped like a Cybertruck, and uh, they were they were better than dialing phones, spinning a dial around today. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that was History Corner from Model Car Podcast. Welcome to 57 years old. <laughs> and feeling every every minute of it. However, even you know what they are, Justin. You used a regular dial, a rotary phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I grew up in England where you actually had to pay per... Three minutes, I think ah, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. So you dialed home. You you had to put, uh, I can't remember how much it used to be. I think it was like 10 pence that you had to put in there. But it was only good. And then after that length of time, you got the beep, 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 and you had to put more money in or they would cut you off. Hey. Pay per minute play. Yeah. Is this is this still uh, pay per TV over there too? Uh, they You have to have a, like a, a, a license. A license? Yes. Yeah, to watch TV. To to own a TV. To own a TV, right. Doesn't even matter it. if you watch it. Yeah. You have oh, yeah, to yeah. have a, a license, which pays for the BBC. Yeah, to Supposedly. purchase, to purchase a, a, you get a license. Yeah, you have to purchase a license to operate your TV or to own a TV. Yeah, and that's, uh, is that still a thing? I, as far as I know, I have a friend that uh, is in England, or he's moved from England to Cyprus, but because he still has an address in England, uh, he actually has to pay for an English uh, television license. And he was complaining to me the other day that uh, he can't actually watch any television uh, from it, Britain because it is all um, under license to somebody else in Cyprus and therefore blacked out. Lovely, lovely. Uh, um, I had another thing to add to the Salvino's Corner. Um, You know all these Richard Petty cars? They were blue and vermilion. They were that orangey-red color. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You go to salvinos.com. You can now buy that vermilion on decal sheets. They're now available. So if you're not a fan or not good at masking between the blue and the 
per million uh, of the Richard Petty cars. You can buy all those uh, for the five releases that they've done as Petty cars. You can buy those per sheet. Um, the Vermillion from uh, Salvino's Direct. Do you know what the price point is on those? Uh, they're not expensive. I think they're five or six bucks a sheet. And all you get is the Vermillion and some of the white outline underneath the uh, the number and stuff. So um, essentially Good. the Vermillion... They're, they're, the Ver- they're kind of an addition to the already existing yeah. you, you'll uh, still decal have sheet. The, yeah, you, you'll have the decal sheet that comes with the kits. But say, like I've already ordered two sheets. Um, say you've got the 79 Olds, which is one of the ones that I want to do. I'm not great at masking or uh, you know painting multiple colors. So yeah, I what they do is they start with white, then they uh, silk screen their vermilion on top of the white, so that your blue is not going to show through. For, so you just paint the whole body blue, then put the vermilion decals over top. So you don't have to worry about the blue leaching through or showing through, and the vermilion will be a nice bright color, and your whites will be backed up so they don't lose anyway i either five or six bucks us plus ah, a, you know a seven few dollars yeah plus a couple bucks for mailing so um or however you know whatever they charge for mailing but that'll if you're not a great painter or just don't like to pick mask and paint uh vermilion is now available for all the uh five petty uh richard petty car releases from salvinos that is actually excellent news that's uh good i i'm I really think so too and if you're in the uh, Savino's uh, Model Builders Club, you get three Vermillion sheets. Uh, I, so. I've heard your address is becoming quite popular in that club. Hello, hello. <laughs> I have a friend actually. Uh, he um, he does contract work, and now he's in Australia. Strangely enough, and um, so I'm having my packages shipped. Uh, his packages shipped to me, and uh, he'll collect them eventually. Anyway, that's my that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yes. I, I actually had an interesting conversation uh, yesterday, and you know we, we talk a lot about Salvinos. Uh, I was uh, hanging out in the back of uh, the local hobby shop. There was a father in with his son, probably. Uh, I'm guessing he was ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Um, kids, you know, I've got no idea. I, yeah, I, whatever. Whatever. Uh, but he was young enough to be excited with model car building, you know, which was great. Nice. That's uh, nice. And they were they were looking at kits, and they were looking at uh, his dad was commenting on the kits. Let's put it that way. And they looked over and uh, grabbed a Salvino's car, saw the price on it, which I think in my expensive hobby shop is sixty bucks, and quickly mm. said, "Oh my god!" and put it right back. And I, I kind of took the moment to uh, the the kid had the old. Um, Trans Am Smoking the Bandit kit, which we all know is buildable but not great, um, mm-hmm. in his hand. And they were comparing the kits based on price. And so I had to mm. take a minute to have a, a, a just a short conversation and explain that it's a completely different manufacturer. The kit quality is a lot different, a lot better. Made in America and, for the most part, new tooling. Uh, and it was a, quite an, an enlightening moment for me to realize that on a shelf, two people that are not in the know, uh, J.R. Salvino's still has some hurdles from a, recent, from a point of sale point of view. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of curious if if you uh, in in the club and obviously a, a, a fan of Salvino's have any thoughts on that. Well, my local hobby store charges the same fifty nine ninety five for Salvino's kits. Um, so you know, but uh, I look at other things on the shelf. And okay, my Jeep Rubicon was forty three ninety nine plus tax. Um, that's a sixteen seventeen dollar difference. Sixteen dollar difference. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think Salvino's is going to change their price point selling to. Well, oh, I, I don't, I don't expect them to change their price point. I, 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 I just I should, wonder I, if there's a if there's any way that uh, the education side of that can be improved you know I, well, I i was just actually looking at my kit while we were talking uh, mm-hmm. and it does actually say on the side uh, made in the usa but it's not the most prominent uh display when you're looking at it or even the logo itself you know because the the way they do the box art which is a picture of the real kit or of, of the real car real, not of real the real kit yeah um yeah. that you know that the, they don't pop uh as well as some of the other things, you know, can you walk down and say, what's different about this? Is it AMT? Is it Ravel? Is it J.R. Salvino's? And what's special about J.R. Salvino's? Uh, anyway, it was just an interesting thought that yeah. the first no, reaction yeah. that this this uh, this guy had was to throw it back there and just go, man, that's expensive. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, they weren't... Uh... They weren't coming in for a specific kit. They were looking for something. And um, yeah, I can, I can see if you weren't looking for a specific kit that that price difference would throw you. I, um, so I, 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 I'm of the mind, like, then there are people out there that are almost militant about it. It's like, okay, made in America, great, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's important to them, that it's made in America. And, you know, the way things are going... Maybe more stuff made in Canada, made in America, will, that'll be people's focus. Um, I guess, you know. But does that jump off the page is kind of my question. You know, could they, yeah. could, if, the, if they did a white band at the bottom with big made in America on there, that what? popped off, off the end cap. Because mm-hmm, I'm, I, mm-hmm. you know, like most hobby shops, and I'm sure your guys is like those, they store the kits uh, on their side, you know, nose yeah. in, so that you're looking at sort of the end cap of the box. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was just a thought that I had because it was it was disappointing to see somebody just react based on a price point, not yeah. necessarily on the car itself. And that would, you know, it you being there, you know, certainly seeing it happening. That should be happening up at the counter or staff should be saying, well, hey, you know, pushing the, uh, as you discussed, the, the virtues of the Made in America uh, or the build quality between the 40-year-old MPC tooling of the Smokey and the Bandit car, 43, years, 42 years now. So, yeah, I, I don't know that they're going to give up the end cap uh, you know, they are using the side cap or the side box um, for that. But they I, they are certainly very proud Americans. Um, they're, um, and they're proud that being manufacturing everything in, um, in America. So I think it's going to become more prominent with them. They're going to keep pushing it. And uh, um, 
yeah, I just, I, I, I wish people, yeah, couldn't, you know, didn't necessarily have to toss back a kit because of the price. Yeah. But I, I don't have a, a really great answer for you on that. Yeah, it's just so. more of a thought than anything else. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I think that Father had assumed that it was because of the, the petty licensing. Yeah. That that yeah, was that, why that, there was a premium. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm getting a crappy AMT kit, but it's got an expensive uh, sticker on the yeah. side. Um, yeah, and, and I kind of explained it to him. And, uh, yeah, you know, well, certainly I think the next yeah. time, you know, maybe if he's looking for himself, he'll he'll kind of rethink it. Uh, at least I hope he does. But um, Yeah, it, it, well, it, yeah, it, it's, you know, did, I mean, did Dad have a history of building models? The kid was there, so I didn't get into too much. Yeah. You know, I, because, I don't you know, want to give him a lecture on. No, no. Uh, Hi, I'm Justin. You may have heard me from Model, Model Car, Car Podcast. podcast. Yes, we yeah. <laughs> I, I did not even mention the podcast. Aren't you impressed? <laughs> you, you didn't, or you did? You hand him a sticker or something? No, I, I didn't give. I didn't even mention it. I, I mean, it's a kid. He's a kid is not going to listen to us for two hours. No, like two hours. Oh, okay. Um, Only you, you haven't seen today's lineup yet, have That's you? That's right. Um, <laughs> um, no, it, two-parter. It, it's um, yeah. I, I, I would hope that uh, you know, Dad. If Dad built models, Dad built models when they were fifteen ninety-five, <laughs> twenty bucks. You know, twenty bucks was twenty-five. I was built like crazy. models when when a truck was ten dollars. Yeah, a heavy yeah, truck. truck. Trucks were ten, twelve dollars. Sure. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's certainly a big price, and prices doubled or even tripled since Dad built them. I can see Dad having sh- sticker shock too. Mm-hmm. Oh, more than tripled in the case of a AMT truck kit. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. exactly. Oh, well, man. they've all doubled in the last uh, what six or seven years because of the changes yeah. in the hobby. So uh, let's not even go yep. to that conversation again. No. Yep. Damn. Scary. <laughs> Atlantis models. Moving on. Um, they came out with an announcement uh, that they have the licensing for the GM stuff. Uh, this was off their website and social media. Uh, they are, they've got uh, a multi-year licensing agreement that will allow them to put in production many in car truck molds they have in their inventory. Uh, and they're working on new tooling to upgrade many of the older models with clear windshield parts that they were lacking in new and updated tires. Uh, include snap-together car kits, funny cars, muscle cars, and classic American cars and trucks from Chevrolet, Buick, Oldsmobile, Cadillac, and Pontiac in 32nd, 24th, 25th, and 16th. Um, anything that you guys are excited about or hoping for out of that announcement? Well, it's all speculation mm. at this point, isn't it? I mean, we have no idea exactly what they've got the tools for. Yeah. Myself, I'm sort of, you know, there's if they're including 132... I'm hoping that means they'll do the 132 truck cabs from GMC that uh, Monogram tooled way back in the day, in the late 70s, early 80s. There's a GMC General and a Chevy Bison, both of which I'd love to add to my collection. But, you know, at this point, they haven't done, you know, they haven't been reissued by Revell. So, I don't know, maybe they got them, maybe they don't. Yeah, it's it's all speculation as to what they have. Um because we don't know what got split up in the uh, in the Hobbyco and yeah, all when that. Hobbyco um, went one way, and <laughs> the new yeah. new owner of the Revel Tooling went another way. And, yeah, Blitz went the other way. We don't know what got left over. So I hadn't given a lot of thought as to what you know. Uh, I I'm going to speculate that some of like maybe the great unbuildables from Revel, some of the uh, 
the 56 or 57 Chevy Nomad and stuff like that with opening doors and, oh, the, you know, maybe oh. maybe that junk. Uh, oops, I mean, those tools <clears throat> are... Uh, those challenges, knows? Pat. Challenges. Well, eh, I'll, I'll <laughs> stick to the great unbuildables from Ravel. But, there um, you go. Uh, it, it may be that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, you know, it could be something as cool as, well, as cool um, as maybe those early 80s GTOs and GTX, um, those big 24 scale kits. Who knows? I so I don't, um, you know, I don't know what to, uh, I don't know what to say yet, but uh, always nice to see when somebody else uh, comes along and um, picks up some tooling that may have just ended up in the ocean somewhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully we'll see something. They, like you said, they are having, they didn't get all the tooling for the windows, for the inserts, uh, or for the wheels and things. Uh, so tires, you know, so they'll have to spend some money, much like Salvino's did uh, when they picked up the monogram NASCARs. Um, they had to make some new tools for some windows and things, uh, and they'd make a new tire tool. So um, I guess because those are little parts that uh, really don't fit on the main they're not inserts on this on the same tooling. They go off on different machines. I guess little things like that just got tossed or whatever. So um, just to hand it to Atlantis for um, you know getting a license. Licenses are not that easy to get. Um, so I mean, this is going through that right now, and uh, for extra for another manufacturer. And um, yeah, let's hope that uh, some good stuff comes from it. There there'll be something for everybody, I assume. Cool. Uh, Grumpy's Vega from the old MPC tool is out now from AMT. Uh, do you guys have any interest in this one? I do. Cool. It'll be a cool, cool old build just to put it on the shelf. Is, is there anything new in the box or is it just the same stuff as ever? Um, yes, and I have not... Didn't put it in the notes, and I can't remember exactly what they have fixed up. Yeah, the, but they, they have fixed up stuff. They have changed things subtly to make it more accurate, haven't they? Yeah. 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 The rear wheel opening, they've been able, able to reestablish the lip. Like, it's a, it's a widened pro-stock uh, wheel well, uh, fender opening, but they've managed to fix up the... the, the, the that area, so it looks a little more... looks looks better... Um, oh, something else that was really standing out, but, um, from what I saw, uh, Tim Boyd did the, um, uh, did a photo. He was, uh, he was sent a, a test shot and he did his, uh, review based on the test shot and decal sheet looks fantastic. Uh, it's got the red stripes on it, uh, to do the Grumpy's uh, car and, um, uh, it looks great. Everything looks, uh, looks super good for the, um, for the 72, uh, Vega Pro Stock. Very nice. Um, John, you're interested in that one as well? No. No. Okay. What would ever give you the idea that I would want to build a pro stock? It's it's old. You like old American stuff? Muscle cars, street cars. Okay. 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 No, I, 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 I would definitely get one because um, they're just neat. It was a neat era of pro stock. It was, uh, you know, it's like uh, Ford used the Pinto... Um, Chevy used the Vega. Let's put uh, let's put a mountain motor into a uh, a compact car, and um, just it, the cars look neat going down the track. Uh, so, 
<laughs> just pro stock. That that was a change in the pro stock uh, era, seventy one, seventy two, when they went to that uh, super compact or the compact body style with the big tires and mountain motor, and uh, there were some great races. Cool, John. Hmm. I think this part of the show is yours now. Oh, so gosh, so gosh. let me let me explain to our listeners what's happening now. Uh, John has been busy. John has been stalking Japan and has made a list of every kit. Uh, was this every kit that has ever been made in Japan? Because at sort of <laughs> three pages long. There's no Tamiya. There's no Tamiya. Uh, that's Ooh. like the only thing that's not on here. It is incredible uh, what's going not on. Not much Hasegawa, is there? No, no we already covered here. that two weeks ago or yeah. whatever it was. I, I hey, guess hey, there hey. is a whole bunch of Japanese announcements. Uh, and yeah. John uh, was so kind as to go through and detail all of these and find links to them. Uh, so these will be in the show notes on the website. I'm going to tell yeah. you right now. We're not going to talk about them all. <laughs> We're not going to talk about them all. And I am not going to put them mm -hmm. in a podcast player show notes because the coding there will take me a week to do. Um, so there'll be a link to our website. If you're interested in these, go to the website. You'll have a link on our website for every one of these. Uh, but that's the only place you'll find them. Uh, so, John, mm -hmm. uh, why don't you take this away and, and tell me what you see that's... Uh, Really what interesting. That catches my eye. That it catches that I, that your I eye like. that you think okay. our yeah. audience yeah. would like. That uh, that looks pretty cool. Okay. Well, for one, we'll start off. It's I don't know if it's Japanese or not. B Max. I don't know where they're made. So B Max and Nunu. Um, uh, you, okay, I've heard that name, but uh, Nunu is and is actually one of the the kits in here uh, are quite often together and sharing the same tools. Okay. Uh, the Volvo that I bought is a Nunu, but if you search for it, you'll often find it classed as a B-Max slash well, Nunu. If you scroll down the list, there's a B-Max Volvo 240 Turbo from the 86 Macar. Yep. Yep, exactly. It's, it's the same kit, just with okay. a, this one has a different um, uh, decal sheet on it. But uh, So there is some relationship there. I'm not sure who either one of these two companies are uh, in terms of where they're getting things. I'm going to guess from the fact that most of the stuff that you see on this list is Aoshima, uh, that BMAX and uh, uh, Nunu are probably getting Aoshima's production facilities to do the the production side of things. Uh, but that's I'm not sure. That's, that's kind of why I'm. Uh, that's why I took the took the header on the uh, on the Volvo because uh, I, I've never seen one in person. I've never seen any of these in the stores here, uh, and I am quite interested in what their qualities like. They've got some interesting stuff. So anyway, um, yeah, BMAX. Okay, so we're going to start. There's obviously a lot more than what we're going to cover here, but there's the Audi Sport Quattro S1 E2 from the Monte Carlo Rally in 1986. Now I don't recall. This is not the Michelle Mouton car, is it? Uh, it could be. It could be. Okay. I, I, I have to, um, I don't remember her number. So No, uh, I don't remember her number either. I just remember that she was very significant with uh, the Audi rally teams when the Quattros came onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell from the box art. So no, um, that's, I'm looking well, at this and it looks like it's uh, Hannah Mikola. 
Is it? Okay. Uh, okay. Hanno Mikola is number six, and number two, they don't actually say. Uh, and... All praise Hanu. Uh, w. <laughs> uh, Rory, Rory. I'm not sure who that is in the San Remo. Hmm. Uh, so okay. this would be, yeah. So it's Hanu Mikola and uh, a, an unknown whoever number two was. But uh, I think the kit, the one on the kit is actually Hanu Mikola here. Okay. Well, that's cool. Anyway, I've always had a thing for the Audi Quattros. And I know what a sport Quattro is. That's the Quattro with, what, a foot or so taken out of the wheelbase? Mm-hmm. And this yeah. one, it was very competitive, very twitchy, but <laughs> very competitive too. Very fast. This is uh, sort of the mid '80s style, so it's a little different than the more common Tamiya kit. It's uh, got a bigger wing. It's uh, as John was saying, the shorter body. Uh, it it looks like a really really neat kit. Actually, I've uh, seen this one over on where I bought. Uh, my bell kits from uh and gotta admit i was tempted but uh i can only drop a hundred bucks every so often for for a kit that i don't know about for one kit (laughs) yeah Yeah, Yeah, it gets kind of expensive yeah okay moving on uh just because i know that it's fairly rare over here b max is doing a uh, mitsubishi starion group a 87 japan touring cup version now, I know, you know, the, the Starion, a lot of people are going to be, what the heck is the Starion? Well, if you've seen a Dodge Conquest, that's the body you're looking at. I think you still lost a lot of people because it's been forever since you've seen a uh, Conquest. Well, that's probably true. In fact, I'd never seen one until a friend mentioned it to me, and I was like, what wow, the heck okay. are you talking about? Because mm-hmm, apparently mm-hmm. they never came here. Probably mm-hmm. why I don't recall ever seeing one. No, that's it. So... That's why it got me. She spent a lot of time in the States at that time because her her uh, her guy was into racing and mm-hmm. she'd seen she'd seen the conquest and said, Wow. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I think I've I think I saw conquest at Mopar shows uh, back in the day, but um yeah. Uh you had a conquest at the uh the show there, Pat? <laughs> Hello. Hello. John, what's the next one? <laughs> Just to get you know, just to see, just to show what they're doing. B Max is also offering a detail up parts for the Mitsubishi Starion Group A eighty seven version. So cool, you can all sorts of extra add on details, photo etch, and etc. In there, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, great. We, I said great up parts are always uh, fun. Detail yes. up and great ups are uh, are always nice. Oh, seat belt material and yes, uh, there's yep. a lot of stuff in there. Yep. There's nice also, we, we previously mentioned the Volvo 240. Well, there's also a detail up parts for the Volvo 240 Turbo. Oh, cool. did you order that? Sam? How to make an expensive kit even more expensive. Did you get that? Nope. <laughs> I, I was just going to go straight out of the box because I just want to see what this kit's like, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if, we, if you're into four wheels, well, they're doing a 120 scale McLaren MP4 slash 2B from the 87 Monaco Grand Prix. That's more my speed. 85. Mm. 80, sorry, 85. You're right. Hmm. MP4, yeah. I can see my eyes doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is interesting because I noticed the one problem with this right off the bat. Yeah, and I didn't catch it when I looked at it last night, but I know what you're going to say now. It's uh, it, missing the main sponsors. It's missing. So uh, this is the old Marlboro um, cars. Uh, with the white and red McLaren that I think everybody's familiar with those racing. Yeah, you have um, to be. 
That, yeah, if you, you know, well, uh, people above a certain age, John. Our younger mm-hmm. listeners mm-hmm. may have to Google mm-hmm. this. Uh, but basically, uh-huh. okay. you have a white car with some red stripes and not much else. Uh, because they are not uh, either advertising. I don't even know if they would include the Marlboro decals because of uh, perceived liability as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But certainly, yeah. um, you can't build this the way it is without dealing with the decal problem. Well, there's always a guy somewhere on eBay that uh, may or may not have uh, proper decal, proper Marlboro decals for it. Oh, don't smoke, kids. Uh, but anyway, yeah. There's, there's usually some aftermarket uh, vendors out there that might be able to finish off your kit for you. <laughs> Just if this is a new kit, though. Um, oh, it's yeah. a 2016 Reebok, so it's not too bad. But um, yeah. the newer the kit, you know, how are those going to fit? You know, you might be able to get mm-hmm. some generic ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I know for uh, Camel, which I've looked at for some builds previously for some of the Dakar stuff, um, those you can get in generic shapes and kind of hope that they fit. Depends on how exact you are over your... Um, uh, your scale and your colors and all the rest of that. So, uh, anyway, I just thought I'd put that out as a little bit of a something to think about. Okay, so we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Aoshima section of our podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, page one of the Aoshima uh, section, yes. Yeah. They're reissuing some of their motorcycles in one twelve scale, which... They're re- reissuing all of their motorcycles. The, by the that's all of them? Okay. okay oh, I don't know, them. but oh my God, is there a lot? Kawasaki GPZ900R Ninja from 2002. Yeah, that's <laughs> good-looking bike if you ask me. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, though, looking at that, um, which, you know, 2002. That's an 18-year-old bike. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound that <laughs> old, scary. but it, it looks old. You know, it, it's got that sort of like 1990s uh, styling to it. Yeah, it's it's looking dated. It really is. To me, it is. It's... Uh... Think of the cro- the crotch rockets that are out there now. It's uh, this thing looks like a, a cruiser compared to that. Yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting to go back and see that. So if you like vintage stuff, uh, it's certainly out there. So cool. Nineteen eighty one Moto Compo. <laughs> <laughs> this no? is neat. This is neat. neat. No, actually, I mean I saw that and I said, "Oh my god, somebody has done the one twenty four scale one that Tammy used to include in some of their car kits from." The early 80s, and mm. now they're doing it in one twelve scale. <laughs> and yeah. I still can't imagine this thing is very big. Um, no, no. Because, I mean, if I if I understand it right with the Moto Compo, it was designed to fit into the trunk area of a small, compact car, Japanese, of course, so. and mm-hmm. you could take it out of the trunk very easily, one person, get on it and ride to, the fin- to your final destination, and, well, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> It's cute, though, in my book. I kind of like it. So, would you like to yeah. describe it for people that don't actually know what a Moto Compo is? Because I didn't until I just clicked on this link. Well, it's a little, well, a little rectangle, roughly two tires and handlebars coming up out of the rectile. It's like uh, a, rectangle. it's like a little little sco- scooter, isn't it? It's it. Well, yeah, but scooters generally look a little bit better than that. Yeah, it, it's yeah. um, it's like a, a Meccano min- scooter. Yeah, mi- yeah, just a, a minimalist, uh, very uh, minimalist. The, the, yeah. There's, I'm sure there's a license plate. Is there a headlight? <laughs> there has I, to be brake lights. It probably has to be. And uh, so uh, it, yeah, it's just I, I would almost think of buying this kit. Yeah, that that it's 
just so different, it's, so cute. <laughs> it's yeah, ugly, exactly. but it's cute. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kawasaki Z400GP. Hmm. Crickets? Mm-hmm. No? Uh, hold Again. on a sec. I'm trying to find where we are. Oh, you moved it. down a couple. 80s bikes are starting to look dated. That's why, like I said, they're uh, starting to look dated, but they're neat. Yeah, actually, this isn't this isn't too bad. This is uh, Ken and I were chatting on Slack the other day, and uh, everybody else was kind of annoyed because we were talking about vintage bikes and what we learned to ride on. Uh, this is kind of the same era of uh, the bikes that uh, we we learned on back in the day. So it's it's kind of cool, a uh, little small, but um, if you if you're into vintage bikes. Uh, and re-releases, and you don't already have this. I think this, actually, this is a 2016 kit, so uh, it's not been around that long. Might be a good opportunity if the bike means something to you. If you're like us and learn how to ride on bikes of uh, this size and this uh, vintage. Okay, Yamaha SR400 S with custom parts. SR400. Did you jump again? I'm confused. No, I just went down. Oh, yes. No. SR400S? SR400 slash 500. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Nope. You, you, you're you three or four ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah, see, when, when the list is so long, it is confusing. <clears throat> Who's confused around here? <laughs> but he did a lot of work. I, I did. did a ton of work. <laughs> Believe I, me. Yeah, well, there's, there's so many. Uh, you you guys have to really check out the show notes for this one. You won't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say what I, my, my basic thought is that Aoshima has basically said, "Oh, we're having a pandemic. They say the hobby is doing well. Everything is selling. Put everything in production." <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it, to me, that's what it sounds like. That translates to John. Put it in the show notes. Well, um, yeah, no, that's, we are cars, uh, car guys, and most car guys oh, no. have at least some interest in motorcycles. So, yeah. Oh no, I, I'm just joking. This is uh, this is the most comprehensive uh, uh, show notes we've ever done. Yeah, much. wow. I did my homework. The the SR 400s <laughs> is a uh, standard motorcycle, 400 cc, 1995 apparently. Okay, so this is later than I expected. It it almost has a vintage sort of uh, BSA look to it. A uh, very traditional-looking mm-hmm. bike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, something a little more snappier-looking, I guess, would be the Honda CBX 400 FII or F2? F2. Uh, F2, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd seen that just right, left left my head. <laughs> well, yeah, if you, you, you like your CBXs, that's, uh, that's, um, that's a good place to start for that style of bike, that style of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, interesting one. Um, looking at this and going, you know, I don't think we saw a lot of these out here in North America. The 400s are a little bit underpowered for North America, so we got, you know, a lot of the bigger bikes. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't recall ever seeing one of these out here, but uh, again, kind of neat uh, looking bike. Uh, looks like a four-cylinder. One, two, three, four. Uh, yep. It's got four four exhaust pipes, so I'm guessing it's a four cylinder. But uh, yep. I'm really surprised at that for such a small engine. Mm. Our four four outlets, uh, four exhaust outlets. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's that's a CBX. So, um, well, it's the four cylinder CBX. So, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm still stuck at the Moto Comp though. I just think that thing is so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to buy one, Pat. We'll each buy mm. one and 
have a build off well, or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Kawasaki Zephyr X, Kawasaki Zephyr X with custom parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm going to assume that custom parts is chrome dress-up stuff in comparing a few of these kits. That's uh, custom, was, that was my general idea too when I was yeah. looking, at, looking up all these things. Yeah, there's there's a little more chrome that uh, that um, would probably come in a domestic Japanese kit. So, yeah, that must be the custom part. Maybe it's a a different wheel, different wheel, different seat. Yeah, um, bit of chrome, a uh, little extra chrome exhaust pipe exhaust. Uh, so yeah, so custom parts are probably chrome. Yamaha SR four hundred slash five hundred from nineteen ninety six. Oh, you guys caught up with me now. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. Uh, th- this is a very classic-looking bike as well. You know, uh, no fairings, uh, just a, a, a wide-open bike. Looks like a single-cylinder. Uh, cute little yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, reminds well, me of some so. of the BSA <laughs> and the, uh, uh, you know, some of the stuff that they're still making in uh, in in the Far East, in, in India and stuff. Oh, but, yeah, okay. Yep. Cute, cute little bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kawasaki GPZ 400F. All right. You know, I've never actually ridden a bike with a 400cc in there. <laughs> Wait, what's the smallest you've ever driven? Uh, 600, but that was a sports yeah. bike. Okay. All right. So, uh, yep. Yeah, these are fun wheelie bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sportier bikes with, uh, with no fairings, but uh, yeah, sporty looking stuff. Uh, this one. Okay. I, I'm going to go off on a tangent. I know, John, you're Uh-oh. a bit of a sci-fi guy. Yes. Do you remember... Oh, I know I know exactly where you're going. Uh, Battlestar Galactica 1980. The, the first, yes, the first reboot of Battlestar Galactica, where they find, where they found Earth. This, and we're talking about the original Battlestar Galactica from the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, this was uh, Battlestar Galactica 1980. It didn't have the regular cast because they refused to come back because the writing was so crappy. Oh, jeez. Yes. Uh, right. And they, they had this idea where all these superhuman kids came to Earth and the two new heroes that we'd never seen in the original Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Or weren't they the children of Apollo and Starbuck? That, that, it's, it's, it's been a while and there are some things uh, better left unsaid. There's one good thing about that series. It introduced us to an actor who we would see a lot of later. Who is that? Patrick Stewart. Oh, Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. He's in there. Believe it or not. Okay. Wow. Did he All have right. hair? No. Oh. Uh, no. Okay. I want to say no, but I don't recall. Oh. Okay. At the time, I had no idea who he was, but yeah. No. No. I, I came across yes, an episode of it or something of it, say a year or two ago, and looked at that and heard the voice and said, "Oh my God, that's that's a much younger Patrick Stewart." And checked that the credits, voice. and it was. See, now I'm going to have to oh. look at that. That's scary. Yes, you're going to have to. To go back to where I was going on this story, so we're not here for another yes, two they hours. Had, they had these really, uh, like, take a bike, make it as futuristic as possible, and make it so it can fly. Because uh, when you're on a limited budget, I guess green screen flying is a good thing, uh, you know, back in the 80s. Anyway, uh, it was a crappy TV show, um, but the bike looks just like this one. Yeah, that's, oh, I knew okay. that, yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah, I see it now. I didn't notice it when I was doing the show notes, but I see it now. <laughs> All right, I'm mm. a geek. Uh, we can, we can go back to real car stuff now. The Honda Hawk. Geeks. 
The Honda Hawk 3 CB400N. Okay. You know, you could kind of pick any one of these, and depending on the slight styling differences, I got to wonder how many of these are actually going to make it into hobby shops. I doubt many of these will. Yeah. And that's why we're <laughs> the few, the coming parts of the list we're just going to basically skip over because some of it is just, you've got to be kidding me. Anyway, finally for our, no, not finally for our motorcycle, but finally for our street bikes is a Yamaha Majesty C with custom parts. Uh, I don't see any chrome here, Pat. Oh, okay. Well, uh, then my theory is uh, is destroyed. Yes, but this is also essentially a glorified scooter. Yeah, very comfortable scooter. That seat yes. looks very comfortable. So I was like, mm, okay. It sort of looks like a Lamborghini that if you were to make a scooter, if Lamborghini were to make a scooter, it's got that blackout. It's got that, you know, Countach kind of a, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. shut up. Shut up, Pat. Okay. Okay. It is a scooter. It is a scooter. There's no other way to say that. Mm-hmm. It has no tank between your legs. It it has <laughs> yes. It is. I have feel. This one gives me feelings, and that's why John threw it in and talked about it. It's not a bike, John. It's a scooter. Oh, it's one twelfth scale. It's a motorcycle in my book. Oh, as far as a mo- as far as a model goes. Uh yeah, it's like a modern day scooter. But uh, yeah, I I have thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, what's what's feelings. next on the list, John? Uh, are the last two more more to your liking, Justin? Uh, yeah. The Ioshima's 112-scale Honda Monkey Custom and the Honda Gorilla Custom. Wow. That's one of those is the first and only motorcycle I've ever ridden on. Oh, really? I, just, okay. I, couldn't t- I know I have. It was a cousin's bike. I was in the back. I was on, on the back, and that's all I can tell you. <laughs> hmm. uh, you guys got awfully close uh, on the back of one of those is all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Wow. The wow. Uh, I I have a couple of the monkeys, I think. I might have one of the gorillas, but I got a couple of the monkeys in different scales from different manufacturers. They're basically the same kind of little starter kit. Um yeah, if you're into if you're into those little starter bikes that we all learned on. Um you've got a link here to and I haven't been here in a while. Uh 1999.co.japan. Um oh my god. God, is that a terrible website to look at? Yes, I agree. But it was the only place that I could find that <laughs> had decent pictures it's, of them. It's busy. Wow, is that busy? Uh, yeah. you, you know, if, if you ever go to like one of those uh, Japanese stores and they have the, um, <laughs> the, the dispensing machine where you can buy stuff on it and everything lights up and flashes and uh, it's just like you can't read anything because it's all so busy. Ah, Uh, This this so screams uh, that. But, you know, I've got a 27-inch monitor and this thing at full screen uh, holds uh, about five inches in the center of it. It is this tiny, tiny little website with everything crushed into it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, enough complaining, mm-hmm. but um, website design, let's, um, let's get with a little bit more, um, uh, you know, at least 2010, not 1999 website design. <laughs> hey, what's the difference between a Honda Monkey and a, hunky, a Honda Gorilla? Engine? One is, I'm going to guess, bigger than the other. It's a grown-up it's brother. Not a, it's not a joke. Hey, I, I'm just, I'm asking as a, as a guy that doesn't know either, uh, either machine at all. I, yeah. Gorilla would be a little bigger, maybe more CCs. 
I'm going to guess, so I don't actually know the difference okay. without Googling yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. And so. listening to me Google is well, if we're, if never we're, exciting. Uh, if we're work. looking at the pictures, going by the pictures alone, the gorilla has a bigger fuel tank. Okay. All right. But so what that really have, means, I don't know. It may, have, it may be just something a little bigger. Okay. Fair enough. So that's, um, if anyone has the answer, let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to get some trouble with <laughs> internet cookies <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, exactly. the section the section we're really not going to talk about, but we're going to say there's a whole heck of a lot of choice is Aoshima's 124 skill wheel and tire section. They have released 40 plus or re-released 40 plus wheel and tire kits. There's some impressive designs, some I don't really see the difference of some well, in today's world a 14-inch wheel and tire and a performance car, uh I don't see why you're really reissuing that, but uh, because they've got the stretch tires in them. And uh, stretch stretch tires are they're falling out of favor, but uh a lot of these 14-inch wheel sets, the Hayashi and the Star Sharks, they all have the stretch tires which were uh kind of a thing. I think there's still a thing with the import slow and lows. Um, they're not so much a performance tire by any means. And for the stance type guys, um, yeah, so these are, these are stretched, uh, yeah, there's lots of them, aren't there? Yeah, the there's lots of those yeah. things. So yeah, those, those, uh, you know, 14 inch, but they have the stretch tires. So I think yeah. that's the old thing. They're very deep. Uh, they're very, uh, very deep tire, very deep wheel. I mean, so you have to work out some kind of a thing or, well, they stick out. So I guess that's what they're supposed to do. It looks dumb to me, but uh, I'm an old man. <laughs> and one day, one year older today, yes. Yep, yep. With these, one thing to uh, point out is that uh, Aoshima wheels, uh, lots of uh, choices there, but they use the Tamiya mounting system, uh, which is different than most North American kits. Yeah, they got the nylon bearing or the nylon. The um, nylon bushing. The, uh, and the pin that fits in. And pin. Yep. So you'll have to find some size of styrene and glue and whatever in order to adapt them to, say, your Ravel. Uh, Metal axle pins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Ravel, I think they did, what did they do? The Acura Integra a number of years ago, the two door hot hatch uh, type thing. Yeah. And they did the so, pair of Honda Civics. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to adapt them to there, you got to do some. Uh, do some work. They won't just drop right on, but um, there you go. Uh, what's what's that guy, uh, Boyd Coddington, is it? That, uh, you know, if you slap some of these on, uh, uh, you know, uh, an old muscle car, it makes it sort of a modern custom. I, I think you can get away with that. That's uh, John's area. Yeah, Boyd, uh, Boyd was uh, known for that kind of stuff. And the other guy that left the wing mirrors off all the time really annoyed me. Oh, Chip, uh, Chip Foose. Chip. That was the guy. Chip, Chip Tooth. Yeah. Okay. Chip Foose. Um, okay. Not, not, yeah, <laughs> Chip Tooth. Not, not, not all of these 14 inch wheels have the stretch tires. Some have actually normal tires, which may look good, but it looks like you're adapting wide body type kits in order to get these wheels and tires to fit under the fenders. So if you're looking at any of these wheels, you're probably going to want to look at, uh, at wide body kits or doing your own yeah. wide bodying. So, um, well, they also have a bunch of 20 inch and 19 inch as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there, there's plenty of 20, 19s, lots and lots of 14s. So, um, if the, uh, if you're into stance, if you're into, uh, 
that type of stuff, there that, that that it's for you. It's for you. Uh, and I recommend everybody go to our website because you'll be able to see these. Yeah, we're not going through every one of those. We're not going to go through every one just simply because it's forty odd. Come on. Yeah. yeah, these names these names look familiar. They're just re-releases. Advans, um, AVSs, uh, right? Yeah, Volks, um, Star, uh, Keiku, Keiku Tekkens. Yeah, so they're Racing all, Heart, uh, Inky. Yep, yep. You know, all these. Um, it's all big it's, names. They're very cool. It's and Kai, as somebody wants to me. Excuse me. Yep. All uh, all and uh, Kai. Yes. And Kai. Yep. Common names or names uh, Airstream has done in the past. Uh, wheel sets. So. Just more, more of the same. Okay, so we can move on to back to some cars, something things with four wheels. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 1985 Toyota AE86 Corolla, or the Levin GT-Apex, A-P-E-X. I can vaguely mm-hmm. recall seeing those things when they were new on the streets around here anyway. Or at least I think I can. A great car for drifting. Yes, that's, that's what stuck in my head too. There's something about it. Yeah, uh, the A eighty six actually the new um, Subaru Toyota uh, Scion re release that they did. What what is yes. it? The, the little yeah. two liter thing. BRZ the Subaru BRZ BRZ uh, the Toyota version, which I don't think we can get in North America, is actually the A eighty six. Oh, oh, they're using that name. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. I knew there was a reason why that was familiar, but yeah. it couldn't. Wasn't going to come to me. Yeah, that hmm. was part of uh, the development of that car was to replace this classically loved um, old old car. That car is rear wheel drive. It's uh, you know, um, I, I would say a little underpowered, but it's uh, not a turbo. It's uh, not naturally aspirated. Um, that's probably uh, fuel ejected, but you know, it's not turbo. Uh, just like these original ones, and they were actually great for drifting and having fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. There's a couple Japanese spec race cars and something that. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the Bluebird? Well, yeah. The, the Bluebird Super Silhouette is obviously a Japanese race car, right? Is it? Is it a race car? I thought it was. Well, it looks like a race well, car, yeah. but looks it's... Like, sure, it looks like a race car, yeah. But, it's oh got a number. Gosh. It's got... Yeah. That, but that could be really... Um, that could be streetable. All, all it needs is the 15-foot uh, exhaust pipe sticking up out of the yeah. back to make it streetable. Yeah. yeah. Then it's what they call the bozuko, isn't it? Yeah. Bokozuku, something like something that. like that, yeah. yeah. I hope we didn't just swear at anybody in Japanese. <laughs> yes, well, I hope not. I, I'm sorry, Japan. Um, I'm dumb. This is not a car to ever, ever see a speed bump. Oh, gosh. No, no. <laughs> You'll be leaving pieces behind. <laughs> yeah, the front fender on this is about uh, two or three inches off the ground, but it's got to be two and a half feet long. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, I guarantee you that front air dam is going to find the speed bump before <laughs> they'd find it before curb feedlers found it. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it is. It is amazing. Like, yeah, try parking that. Yeah, well, at the far end of the lot, away from everybody else. I'm back in. Yeah, I assume, I, I assume they park them like uh, Corvette drivers or uh, other people is, uh, you know, just away from the other people, you know, yes. take up two, three spots. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, interesting stuff if you're into weird and wonderful Japanese. 
Yes, uh, perhaps Nimble 731S from 1989. I have no idea. I don't think we even got anything like that here in North America. Nimble? No. No. It doesn't. Nothing uh, ringing a bell. No. It looks like a wannabe Mercedes clone, doesn't it? Yeah, something along that line. It's sure not a Lexus or Toyota from that time frame. No. Well, Lexus wouldn't have existed no, it, back in that day. It would have been, toy- it might be a Toyota, a domestic model Toyota. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wondering if it's a Crown or like the high-end Corolla. Yeah, that's kind of what it I'm thinking. A, it, it could be a Crown. So um, something like that. So certainly the luxury four-door um, businessman's, um, uh, like the executive type car. So. Executive Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving along again from 1989, a Nissan HCR32 Skyline GTS T Type M. Wow, that's a mouthful. I love this car. Uh, this is like the Skyline I had. Same same body style. Mm. So same body style. Mm. Yeah, it's not. A bad I, and actually, mine was mine was in silver as well. So uh, and, and it had the same wheels. Hmm. A mm. GTST. So that's what I, that's mm-hmm. what I had. So I miss that car. It was fun. <laughs> where did uh, you have that uh, I had it out here uh, oh, okay. I imported yeah. it and had to go through all the fun mm-hmm. and exciting mm-hmm. things of trying to get it through uh, inspection and legal into Canada <laughs> okay alright and it comes with the uh, famous RB20DET engine hmm. which seems to be a very popular uh, engine for swaps and things uh RB20 and... The RB25, the bigger one. Yeah, the B2.5, I guess. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yep, so I guess that has a motor in it. The, it actually has a visible uh, engine in it. So, um, uh, there, there's a Japanese kit with engine. Yeah, which isn't, which isn't all that common, really. No, no. Uh, and okay. you can take that out and put it into a Mustang, right? And uh, pretend it's from, what was that, uh, Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious? Yep, that would be the one. Mm. I think that was yeah. the engine yeah. that they had no. in that because, you know, it got rid of a V8 and put a, a four-cylinder yeah. in there because it makes it go faster. Yeah. Dirty American V8. So. Yeah, well, dirty American V8 that guzzles gas where in a country where gas is not exactly cheap. <laughs> in that respect, it makes sense, but otherwise, not so much, eh? Gotcha. Nissan R35 GTR Spec V from 2009. Mm. Yeah. Godzilla, as it's known as in today's world, mm. they are striking. Very, they are very, impressive. You know oh, what's really sad good. is realizing that those were actually out in 2009. Yes. Wow. Where the heck yeah. has the last 11 years at, gone? Has the time gone, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you know the sad, saddest part for me? The local Chrysler dealer had one in his second-hand lot. Uh. And I was like, who in the heck would have traded that in for a Mopar. It's, it's nothing, you know, I'm, nothing gets Mopar. Sure, a Chrysler 300 or a Dodge Charger at the time, most impressive automobiles for performance, but that Skyline would have, oh, man. Okay. You didn't want to go trade in the uh, Mustang and get that instead? Well, this was before I got the Mustang. Uh, okay. This was years before I got the Mustang. Uh, so it wasn't there mm. where you had the and choice. It was still, and it was still well above what I paid for the Mustang. As a second-hand car, it was two or three years old, and mm-hmm. it still wanted. I looked at the price of it. I don't remember the price, but I looked at the price and said, you may as well buy new. 
I, wow. I yeah. don't think you yeah. can afford new, but uh, yes. No, but, at, well, at the time, what this is, again, this would have been about 2010, 2012, something in that range. I, I want to say they were asking 90 plus for it. And mm. weren't the cars mm. 100, 110 at the time? I think they were about 110, yeah, when they came yeah. out. Yeah. So, wow. you see what I mean? <laughs> it was one of those things I looked at and said, no, that, no. Ah, it, no, sir. It, it's a, it's a sexy car, and they, they did a nice job on the box art. I found some of the Aoshima box art kind of boring, but they really nailed it with this, the, you know, you're, you're at about the uh, bottom of the headlights uh, grill um, uh, level, and they just get the silhouette, not the silhouette, but like the side view of the car, and it just, that's a sexy box art even for an equally yeah. sexy car. Yeah. Okay, how about a Mazda PG6SA AZ1 or the AutoZam? AutoZam. Oh, that's so cute. I, <laughs> it's like a little K car or Kai car. It's like a little K car, but uh, I find it so darn cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got a little surprised expression to it, doesn't it, with those big eyes? It's, yes. it's got headlights. Yeah, yeah, that is actually really cute. I, I kind of like that. Oh my that God, would be tempting if I saw we it for like a, the AutoZam. <laughs> yeah, we agreed on something. Oh, uh, the uh, Honda PP1 or the Beat. Honda's got the Beat. <laughs> I I think I'd rather have the Beat than the uh than the, the Auto Zam. No, no, yep. no, 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 yep. no, no, yep. no, no, yep. no, no, yep. no, yep. no, yep. no. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, years ago, I built the Cappuccino, which is like the third one in this yeah. series. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I have the Beat somewhere around, but I I I don't have the uh the other one. The but uh, hmm. the AutoZan, that's yeah. yeah, cool. It's cute, <laughs> very cute. <laughs> okay, the Rodex style S15 Silvia by Nissan from 1999. My god, now yeah. what didn't that replace the earlier Corolla that we talked about? That was a fun drive for and very easy to drift. Uh, um, could have. Was I, this the 240 so. SX yes, out here? That's I yeah. believe it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or a similar derivative of that, the Sylvia. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking when I looked at it. I said that it has to be the 240, and it's just wow. Yeah, okay. I know they were fun cars. Doesn't don't need one, but hey. Yeah, this one's all mm. done up with an arrow kit too. The Rodex mm-hmm. style, Rodex, yeah. Rodex, and Rodex, yeah. Rodex. Don't know. Yes, who knows? Yeah, yeah. The fabulous APE 50L Grand <laughs> from 2000 by Nissan. The fabulous. Mm. Elgrand. Elgron, yeah. Hey, you know what? I like that. I like this Custom one, Nissan minivan. Okay. It's it, not bad. It, it's a big old minivan, but it's a sporty minivan. Yeah, there's all sorts of lower body side cladding on it. Definitely not Nissan wheels and tires. Um, mm-hmm. I have one of these style of vans. It's not this one in particular from Aoshima. Uh, and the one problem I have is that all of the bottom pieces are just glue on parts yeah so you have to deal Uh, with uh glue mold lines in a place that doesn't really fit well you know what i mean no uh which is Mm. which is why it's still in the box i i I put it out i was going to actually um i i got it from a friend of mine who liked this kind of stuff uh he passed away in the in the mid uh 2000s and uh, this came from his estate, and I was going to build it as a tribute for him. Uh, and I never got to it because it was I couldn't find a good way to glue these without making a mess of the body panels and having to do a ton of cleanup 
because the way that these body panels, they, they just pretty much glue straight onto the side of a, a regular body. So they're a little ugly. I'll warn that, you that. that. That was the same, believe it or not, as the later generation Ravel F-150 Lightning. The Any of the body side molding and stuff glued on, but there were really no locating Yes, bit marks. of a challenge to get that one. And they never looked like they were on straight and you had, you know, a just glue. Yeah, they just, and there were six of them, I believe, uh, like along the door panel, and it, it just, they never looked right. Yeah, there uh, was the, the cab panel, the, the front yep. of the bed panel, and the rear of the yep. bed panels. Yeah, yeah, yep. they were, and they, they were small enough that, yeah, you couldn't have really changed the tooling, I guess, but it just, eh. Well, not for what didn't. Ravel was planning to do with the tooling anyway. Yeah, it's, all the variations um, they did have ended up doing of that vintage of F one hundred and fifty, Harley yep. Davidson, the Lightning, yep. the regular pickup versions. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, they sold the Lightning because um, I saw a lot of them certainly in the stores, and I saw yeah, a few I'm, of them built, and I never I saw ha- a good I may have one. Two or three in my stash. I have one. I still have one kicked away somewhere, um, but I never saw uh, one built really well. Unfortunately, they they never lined up the bottom of the door to the bed cab somehow somebody missed it somewhere and the build would be great otherwise but they just didn't line up so maybe the same with this uh, big ugly old van hmm El Grand El Grand a Nissan BNR 3.4 Skyline 2.5 GT Turbo from 2001 boy that's a that's almost another mouthful and it's essentially it's essentially mm-hmm. what Justin ha- liked before and had before yeah, this yes. is an R34, though, so this is a newer body style. Yeah, it's the newer body style. I said essentially. I didn't say it was the same thing. Now, now being a 2.5 turbo, this would be a sneaky little mus- muscular car. I won't say a muscle car, but a muscular car. Like, you could, uh, a 2.5 turbo Skyline, It and it doesn't look, it looks good, but it doesn't look aggressive. Imagine mm-hmm. you could fool a few people if you were, you know, changed a few things and just... Uh, did a little bit of street racing with it. We would never uh, uh, do street racing. We would, would never we? condone that. No, we? No, no, we don't no, condone no. it. But maybe somebody did back in the day. It, uh, it looks like a sneaky little, uh, sneaky little uh, beater. The R thirty two was great for that that I had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nissan CSP three one one Silvia from nineteen sixty six. Wow. Ooh. But ugly. Ooh. Uh, oh, really? Right. You don't like that one, huh? No, we don't like that one. No, sorry, but it's worth talking about simply for what it is. Oh, I like this one. I really well, like this one. Mm-hmm, of course you do. I'll get an AutoZam. You can have the uh, that 66 Sylvia. What are you getting, Pat, the beat? Um... I'm undecided yet. I'm still uh, I'm 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 still going through the list here a little bit. Uh, okay, cool. This, this has a bit of sort of vintage Datsun uh, two ten in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit. Just yeah. You know the sides yeah. and the square doors. I I like this one. Anyway, we'll move on because nobody else does, and I'm different as always. Okay, the RF Am- Amemia. Am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> Good question. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an RX-7 that's... Uh, RX-7 from, from 1989. Yeah, it's not a bad looking car. I, uh, 
It's not my right. favorite RX-7. I think they... Uh, it's, this is a custom-tuned RX-7 with, like, um, uh, vents in the hood. They've replaced it with, like, a Ferrari-style integrated Yeah, the, the pop-up headlights are gone. That's what was yeah. bugging me. I knew there was something on it. Yeah. I'll take a pass on that one. It uh, doesn't really speak to me. Uh, Twenty-two bucks USD though uh, on the uh, on the website that I just looked at. Not a bad price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now this Suzuki ST30 carry panel van from 1979. <laughs> Again, this is cute. There was a company here locally that had one or two of these little trucks at that time frame. They were blue. I. I want to say it was a roofing company, but I'm not certain if it was a roofing company or a pool company or something like that. Thought they were cute at the time. I had no idea what they were. Well, of course, 1979, I was how old? 11? Well, these ones are actually uh, quite a common import here. Uh, We get a lot of JDMs, and these types of things are coming back. The little, uh, what do they call them, Kai, Kai vans? Uh, like the Subaru Sambar and uh, this Suzuki carry van. Uh, a lot of people will use them for uh, a little bit practical because they're quite small, but they're great advertising because people go, oh, what's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there, there's one, there's currently one running around town. I think it's a Suzuki. Suzuki, it's just a pickup. There's no, you know, no, mm. co- no cover, no cap for the bed. Every time I see it, I look, okay, yeah, it's white, but I still look. <laughs> Exactly. Hmm. I I think if you get a couple of um, uh, larger um, guys in there or one larger guy, you're not going to have any room for anybody else. That's how small the cabs are. Agreed. 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 I see. I wouldn't wouldn't even, let's put it this way. I mean, none of us is exactly small. If you put Pat and I in the cab of one of those. (laughs) That that could be a problem. I don't know how how well it's going to climb hills. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Uh, another uh, tuner RX-7, an FD35 RX-7 from 1999 this time. I'm not Again, I'm not going to try and assassinate the name as it's the same company I tried mentioning a few minutes ago. This one at least looks a little better, if you ask me. Uh, which one are we on there, John? I'm lost again. Doesn't take me much. The, the one underneath the Suzuki Carry Panel Van. Oh, the oh, you're not going to try and say Amenia no. or whatever. Amenia. Yeah, yeah. That's no, why you confuse no me. Sorry about that. That's okay. Oh, this is a this is the newer uh, RX-7. So this was the redesigned. Yeah. Uh, the last one was sort of the '90s. This is the redesigned that had that like weird half door in the back. Yeah, that's the one. Back to an actual rotary engine. It was. Yeah, I said there's still one running around town every so often. I see it. Mm-hmm. Right hand, right hand drive, and it has a woman owner. <laughs> that, weird. Wow. They were actually cool little cars. Uh, I like those. Uh, probably not something on my list, but kind of cool. No, it's not on my list either. It's just like, well, no. we're just going to quickly mention the next three because it's they're essentially, they're all Japanese luxury. Executive Express again, if you will. There's a Nissan Y32 Cedric or Gloria V30 Twin Cam Turbo Gran Turismo Altima from 1992. The Toyota JXZ90 Chaser Cresta. Avante Super Lucent slash Tourer from 1993 and the Nissan Y32 Cedric Gloria Gran Turismo Altima from 1995. Honestly, I look at those three and I'm trying, eh, I had to be so careful making sure I got the right images to go with the right descriptions. It was just, no, that doesn't work for me. Sorry, guys. I'm sure the kits are fine, but 
from the styling point of view. Big Japanese luxury car. Yes, exactly. So on to another Nissan S15 Silvia Spec R99, which is again the the 240SX. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we have move on to something we've seen this kit before from Aoshima, but not really from Aoshima. The Nissan D21 Toronto V6. Yeah, the <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder. Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I built the kit. When it was released by whom was it now, Pat? Ooh, you got me on that one. Um, the white box. Yeah, the big white um, generic, almost generic box, if you will. Uh, yep. Um, yeah. Sorry, I turned 57 today. My brain is out of <laughs> Too much celebration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, without oh, the benefit of... American Satco. Satco. There we That's go. It. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, we've yep. done many, 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 many skylines, and well, have we got room for one more? <laughs> a Veilside Combat Model BNR32 Skyline GTR from 1990, which makes it what, an R34, Justin? This is an R32. R32. 32. Where did the 34s come in? Okay, the 34 was later between. There's a R32, R33, and R34. Uh, R33 styling was a little ugly. Uh, They went back to the sort of uh, R32 styling a little bit with the R34. And then they made those really sort of um, wasp-bodied, which make them a whole lot... uh, You know, the the R34 is the one that everybody looks at and goes, that is the classic GTR. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The R32 is uh, an earlier version of it. It's quite nice. Uh, veil side, uh, so lots of swoopy stuff. Uh, you're mm-hmm. into it or you're not. Um, I, I'm just looking at that going polishing nightmare. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. You know, getting your paint in there, getting good coverage on all those uh, veils and this, uh, a lot. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, no, I'm, too many, I'm, too many sharp little areas that it'll be hard to reach into. But um, this is actually yeah. one that I would actually break out an airbrush for. Oh wow, mm-hmm. cool! <laughs> Ooh, mark it down, impressed. folks. Mark it down. <laughs> oh, this I, I don't think you'd get in there well with a with a can of paint with a with a rattle no. can. No, and even then, you no. might be better off painting the inside to the scoops before you put them on. Um, possible, assuming it's well, I'm, possible. I'm assuming this front end, you know, like the front end and the sides there, you know, as we talked about on that, um, the van, they're probably just glue on pieces for a regular kit. Yeah. So, so you'd be Paint able to it, do that. Glue it or super glue it, I should say. Okay. They're doing three, tell me, they're doing that. Aoshima's doing three, to, four Toyota taxis. Oh, I like those, but. They're not, it's not that oh, okay. it's not bad looking, but it's Do you need so many versions of it. It's that's got, exactly all the same. it. They're uh, yeah. all the same. Yeah. From what I could see. And that was, you know, I, I, yes, I redid the, redid it to make sure I had the photos in the way you wanted it done. And it's just, it's, it's still the right photo for the right description. And I don't see any differences. One is super white. One is black. One is a type KM taxi. And the last one is a checker cab. You got two white, two black. Yeah. And wow, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not a bad looking car, but did we oh, need? I see why the checker, checker slot, yeah, the checker cab, the checker is different. It has a little strip of checker, so I guess it has some yes. vessels. Yes, I figure that. If anything, that would be the one I would buy, but I don't really need one. 
I kind of okay. like them, but I've I've got the Austin one so built up. Well, I, for, to me, I find this easier to the eye than the Austin one, but that's me. Yeah, I'm English. I, you know, you got to. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I, I totally get it. I understand why you wouldn't. If they if they would kit the more modern version of the, of the classic British taxi, then I might be interested. Hmm. But the old square ones that you know. No. No, no. So you're not you're not going to build 70s. a uh, fleet uh, to go with your uh, GT4s of all the different versions of the taxis? No, 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 no. Not even if somebody gave them to me. <laughs> okay, moving on. The Nissan UF31 Leopard Ultima V30 Twin Cam Turbo. Now that looks like an Infinity. It does, doesn't it? Except, except, except it's a two-door. Leopard... Ultima. Okay, I got it. Let me see. Um, well, the uh, the Ultima was a uh, a Nissan though, Nissan Ultima. Uh, this must yeah. have been the early version that we didn't get because I don't think the Ultima came out here till it was a little more rounded off. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I thought the difference was the the one we got was the Ultima with an A. This is with a U. Oh, okay, maybe oh. you're right. I can't say I'm ex- terribly excited about my knowledge of uh, four-door family sedans. <laughs> Neither am I, but they sold well for Nissan. So uh, the Nissan R30 Skyline Turbo Kyalami from 1982. It's, obviously, it's a race car. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyalami is uh, South Africa's uh, race yeah. uh, back in those days. Yeah, and I, that's why I'm including it, simply because Kyalami sounds so good. <laughs> sounds cool. I miss it when they had those really fun races. Now it's all at the same place. But anyway, yeah. um, this is this is actually pretty cool. It's got that long uh, Japanese front end, and uh, it looks like it's uh, it, it's got a, uh, a long tail on this because the back end really seems to hang out, and then it's got like this huge fin on the back. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Be, this yeah. is a oh, uh, 20, 2019 Reebok updated new parts is what I see on this one. And then obviously they're re-releasing it again. So they must have actually sold out of these in order to re-release them. Wow. Conceivably. I'm surprised. That, they're just becoming available here in Canada for the first time. Uh, that could be it too. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, moving on. A Toyota NH 10W Alphar G slash M. MS slash AS from 2005. Uh, yeah. Fancy fancy name for a minivan. <laughs> Pretty much. Minivan Pretty with much. Uh, with glue-on stuff on the bottom again. Yeah, again. Yep. Not bad looking, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And a Cadillac kind of a looking grill. Yeah, I noticed that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, kind of a Cadillac-y thing. Now, a 1991 Toyota UZS141 Crown Majestic C-Type. Toyota, 91, Lexus. Big executive sedan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a Majestic one. Crown yeah, Majesta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magic Crown Majesta. So I'm assuming it's the the top of the crown name for its day. Uh, it's, yep, yeah, it looks all... Uh, I do miss, uh, and my aunt... My grandfather, then my aunt, had a 68 Dodge Cornet. And we had those uh, little marker lights at the top of the fenders and our little turn signal lights. This has the same. I'm not sure if they're just there for decoration or if they're turn signal lights mounted on the tops of the fenders. It's just a thing I noticed, and I thought, those are cool. I miss those. 
Yes, I liked them too. I thought they were very cool. I had an American uncle who had them on his on a Dodge too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was a Dodge and Plymouth thing in the late '60s, and uh, yeah, it just mounted up uh, up his, just up there was uh, it was neat to have. This was your, the '70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, probably in that time too. So, um, yep. Okay, you know, moving on. The Toyota TCR 11W Estima twin moonroof from 1990. Yeah, the Toyota Previa minivan. Previa. Yeah, Ooh. but not not bad. I kind of like the style of it. So. Mm. Mm. Aztec. Well, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you, one could say that. Okay, Justin will like this one a little bit better. A mm. Mazda Speed NB8C Roadster. Yeah, the Miata. Yep, I was okay. about to say that's a, that's a, a Miata with a facelift. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, a 2015 Mitsubishi CZ4A Lancer Evolution Final Edition. Yeah, that's not so bad looking. Hmm. That's just a yeah. simple modern Lancer done up for street. This is Evo true. 10, Evo 10, Evo 11. Uh, I know it says e- Evo Final, but I'm not sure if that was uh, 10 or 11. Don't know. I never really followed them. I think that's a 10, but um, anyway, whichever. <laughs> okay, the Garson Gerald uh, mm. GT CF6 Accord Wagon from 1997, Honda Accord at that. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, a wagon with go-fast parts. Well, yeah, no, not really. Well, I don't know if they're go-fast well, parts because the wheels are hanging off. Yeah, true. They, uh, yeah, they, it's low and slow. It's a, it's a, it's a tuner. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's that type of thing. Yeah, it's that style where the, where the camber on the, uh, what is that, negative yeah. camber that they put on it? Yeah, 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 it's uh, the kids called it stance for some reason, and I guess it's just because the way it stands. But I'm not so sure that uh, it's certainly not effective uh, for um, for decent driving. It, it must be just a <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's just a low and slow cruiser. Yeah, probably yeah. also really good on um, uh, tire wear as well. Not oh god, oh yeah, dread- <laughs> dreadful. Yeah. Okay, I had high hopes for this one. It's not that bad, really, but there's a Wing West CF2 Accord Wagon from 1996. Yeah, mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, tuner wagon. Yeah, yeah, tuner wagon. That one actually goes for it. <laughs> yeah, w- without the stance, it's yeah. um, it's kind of cool. Moving along, uh, now this, Justin will have a bit more appreciation for. A 1974 Lamborghini Countach LP400. Ooh. How do you know that uh, this would have been one of the ones that I actually pulled up and looked at when I was doing show note review? Because it says Lamborghini. Well, yeah, but the LP400 we know is like one of my favorites. And it's honestly, if I had to, if somebody said, I'll give, I'll give you any Countach, full size, put it in your driveway, I'd want an LP400. Mm-hmm. Uh, this but one has uh, opening doors too, I noticed. Oh, dear. Well, opening just, opening doors and opening trunk, which I'm not sure is a good thing or bad thing when building this kit. Yeah, I wouldn't. The A mm. pillars on this one were fairly thin to start with, so I can only imagine how much care you're going to have to handle that uh, that with. Handle and then polish the paint, and oh, oh, that's man. what that's what I mean. It oh. may be you know, that's 
Uh, that's going to be an interesting one with the opening doors. But um, yep, I, I certainly wouldn't say no to that kit. It's, and of uh, course, if you're, you're going to get the LP400, you may as well get the detail up parts for that uh, kit. Oh, see? Yep. see? yep, exactly. Exactly. So you can just really kill yourself with that one. And But as you said, with the opening doors, oh, that's going to complicate things. I, I mm-hmm. look at that and I go, okay, you know... Um, I, I appreciate the fact that they've put it out because that's one of my favorite cars, but I still have Fujimi Enthusiast LP400 sitting on my uh, oh. in my stash. Yeah. How do you how do you compare? I mean, apart from the fact this has photo etch, uh, how do you compare this to a 400 uh, LP400 Enthusiast? That is going to be an interesting one. Well, this one might build a little easier because I've heard over the years that the Fujimi Enthusiast kits don't generally build all that easy. Well, that's why you see a lot of them on people's shelves. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, they're just so super detailed, right? They're, they're intimidating as heck. And because of that, there's so many, you know, everything is different or is, everything is separate. So all you need is one little misalignment and then nothing fits. Oh, gosh. Mm. Okay, yep. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm happy though. Yep. Yeah. You, you can finish your show without me. <laughs> oh, there's more that you'll like here. Believe me. The Dihatsu L880K Copen Ultimate Edition from 2006. Mm. It's kind of cute, actually. I'd, I'd still rather have the AutoZam over this, but uh, it's not bad. Mm. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. looks like um, a cross between, you know, a Mini and uh, an Audi TT uh, had a baby. Yes, I, I, I saw the audio part. I was thinking that, and there's something else in there I was thinking, and just couldn't come up with it. Oh, well. not, a, not a bad, cute little car. No. Now, another one of these uh, Nissan Silvia Silhouette race car, Super Silhouette race cars, the KS110 from 1982. Again, huge back end. <laughs> That's channeling a little bit of the Audi Quattro from earlier, don't you think? Yes. 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 But it just it has the the over fenders and hmm, the Audi didn't have that. Uh, I believe it did on the back. Oh, it did? Okay, I missed it. That's that's why I, I was thinking it. of it. Okay. Anyway, we're not going to go back and start over. Oh gosh, no. The 2014 Lamborghini Huracan. You know, this is a kit I don't actually own. Oh really? What? What? Uh, mostly because uh, it came in as a fairly simple kit, but uh, my friendly neighborhood local hobby shop uh, just overpriced a crap out of it, and I think it's still sitting there on a shelf. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, and okay. I've just never got that into it that I've uh, uh, ordered one online. But, uh, yeah, certainly uh, a, a nice-looking a nice looking kit um, if, if you're into that style of Lamborghini. Hmm. The Nissan Z33 Fairlady Z version Nismo from 2007. Hmm. This is a mm-hmm. Nissan 350, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. With uh, with a nose job. With Nismo goodies, go fast goodies from go fast goodies from Nissan themselves. So okay, yeah, yeah. probably a different exhaust tip on it, and you know, little things like that. Probably okay. says Nismo engraved into the side of the exhaust tip. Ooh, yeah, ooh. that's worth that's <laughs> worth paying extra for. It, if they've done it on the model, that's darn cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, uh, you probably get a little decal that says it, and that's about it. Yeah, the, yeah, you're probably right. The uh, Toyota MA61 Celica XX2800 GT 
which would be what? Is that a Supra? Hey, no, 82 Celica. No, those are actually nice Celica, cars. That's right. Yeah. I, the, the, those were fun cars to drive. They didn't last, but uh, also a good uh, drift car. <laughs> yeah, it looks of the same kind of a bigger nose and uh, like a longer hood, longer nose. And uh, yeah, that's okay, kind of now, Yeah, the Celicas we got out here, so they were pretty good. Mm -hmm. Moving on, the Nissan BNR 34 Skyline GTR GTR V-Spec 2. Now, mm -hmm. this, of course, is the R30, R34 that we discussed earlier. And yeah, that's the classic Nissan Skyline right there. Yeah, with yeah. the lost body and everything. And this is uh, the, the V-Spec 2, I think, is maybe the front bumper on it. Uh, and the the rear wing is slightly different in a couple of versions, but this is mm. almost as close to stock as you're going to get uh, in mm. the in the blue on the the metallic blue. Beautiful looking car. Yeah. I'd, I'd love one of these. Mm. I it, it much like Subarus, you have to have in that blue in you know World Rally blue, uh, Scooby blue, if you, Scooby blue, yeah, World Rally blue or uh, TS fifty. The Micah Blue, yeah. 50, 50, yeah. 51, 50? Something yeah. like that. So it's uh, it, uh, the similar, um, yeah, it, classic blue Skyline uh, R34. Okay, there's yet another Nissan Silvia, a.k.a. the 240, and we're not going to really get into that. There's a uh, RN30 Hilux Custom 1978 from Toyota, which is a pickup. Mm -hmm. Almost looks mm -hmm. like a lowrider pickup on this one. Yes, it does. And if you look at the depth of the rear tires, the rear wheels, I should say. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's got wheel cool. wheel flares on it and uh, deep uh, lowrider uh, uh, spoked wheels on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you look back to some of those 14-inch wheels with the stretched tires. You could shove those underneath this thing, too. So. Uh, because you do have those flares, and they, again, those are probably glue-on flares, but uh, they're probably not as bad. And it's on cover too, so it's um, it's made for extra customizing if you're uh, if you're into that. Which I might take a look at that. That's uh, I just I hmm. don't want a right-hand drive car truck. So that uh, I don't know that bed on the back. Um, this is perfect for low rider paint jobs. If, yep. if you yep. wanted to try one of those out ever, this would be like the perfect place to try that. Yeah, with that mm -hmm. cover? Yes, definitely. Hmm. Now, well, there's another, yet another uh, 85 Toyota AE86, the Torino, or the, what was the, the Corolla? Is that it again? Yeah, I believe so. The 86 okay. was a Corolla. I think that was Corolla out here. Moving on, we'll go on to the 2011 Lamborghini Aventador. This is the pokey, pokey parts. Um, lots of nice stuff. This is a lot like the one I built uh, earlier this year. The, oh, okay. The, um, the 24 hour build was kind of the predecessor, or Aventon was a predecessor to the Aventador. Uh, this one's the convertible version, uh, which has been out well, before, but quite nice. Yeah. There's, I guess I got mixed up on my pictures there, guys. There's one is the coupe, one is the convertible, and I see for both of them I have the same picture so oops <laughs> sorry okay. about that <laughs> that that'll be fixed in post-production <laughs> are you volunteering your time there pat <laughs> i am not going through this list again pat never no no uh, there's also a detail up parts kit for the aventador lp 700-4 yay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. And moving on. Ah, now you mentioned what was that color again, Pat? For the Subaru World Blue? World World Rally Blue, I believe it's TS fifty. The Ings GRB Impreza WRX yes. STI from two thousand seven. Well, I, I actually we, have this kit, and it is not recommended for World Rally Blue. This uh, is no. a darker, uh, more purpley blue that they've used on this one. Well, we never oh. did get this in Rally version that I recall from any of the manufacturers. By then, they had kind of tapped out of Rally cars. Yeah. So I don't know that we ever got one of these in, in Rally trim. So it may be a, a conversion. It certainly looks like it could be because it's got the small wing at the top of the hatch. It's got the rally hood um, and it's got the stuff. So it maybe could be converted or I'm going to have to look and see if we ever did get a rally of this or a rally version of this car. Cause we didn't this. No, I, I, then I may want to try to convert one because I really love this body style. It didn't perform. Uh, it was, it was, well, yeah, so, Subaru perform. had, had given up on its, um, its factory team at that point. Yeah, it's uh, and the other teams were still factory backed, so they were miles ahead of uh, of this uh, of this Subaru. But um, I I love the look of this car, so it's uh, that may be a purchase for me and, and a conversion. I'm not sure yet. It's it's not a bad kit actually. No, isn't it? Okay, I've right. I've had it uh, a, a couple of times in my hands, thinking should I build this now. And then I'd never have got that far, but uh, it's it's kind of okay. up there on my. It, it would look cool to build. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. One one last one last uh, Toyota Corolla from 1985. The AE86 Toreno N2 specification. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yet another one. It's white. It's got black graphics. How many times did we do that already in this list? Mm. I kind of feel like you're putting lipstick on a pig with some of these, don't you? Doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Ah, more just in speed is the 1999 Lamborghini Diablo GT. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. And then a 2009 Lamborghini Murcielago SV. So it looks like Aoshima has done re-released all the Lamborghinis. Basically? They, yeah. They've done the... Yeah, it looks yeah. like everything. The Countach right through to uh, to Ken is the most... Uh, Her- but no, Huracan is not the same size of car, is it? The Huracan is basically an Audi R8. Smaller yeah, the Huracan is small, the oh. smaller car. The Aventador yeah. okay. is their big car, new one. Is the big car, okay. And, right. I, and didn't I just amaze you, Justin? I, I'm really impressed, John. Yeah, so am I. You know more than I do, which doesn't actually I did, take much. I got lucky. <laughs> and uh-huh. again, with the other Lamborghini, there's also detail up parts for, set for the Mercy Lago. Of course oh, there is. Then there's an, uh, a Mugen, a.k.a. Honda. Honda City. AA City Turbo 2R, one makeup silhouette. Wow. Okay. So it was a kind of cute. This is my choice. This is my choice. <laughs> This looks like a Renault R5 on steroids. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you know how they took the Renault and they made the R5 with the fender flares and stuff. Mm-hmm. Same with this thing with the City Turbo Two. Let's put some really awful fender flares on a really awful body and some big wheels and tires and <laughs> yeah, and let's race them <laughs> and let's race uh, them in a in, in a spec race uh, uh, class. Uh, much like um, I, there's my choice. There you go. 
I think these have something ridiculous like a 600, 500cc or 600cc engine. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, they're not very fast, but oh my God, are these races competitive? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I'm not a big YouTube fan, but I stumbled on them one day and oh, they're hilarious. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, if you want to stumble on something, you got to stumble onto the somewhere in Japan, they're racing uh, Dodge uh, full size vans, uh, the window vans. Um, like the late 80s or early 90s cargo vans, there's some race series, and I can't, I don't have it offhand. I'll try to put it in the show notes, but they actually race full size North American uh, Dodge window vans in Japan. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And, okay. And those are crazy competitive too, because they're still unstable, those, those vans, but on a racetrack. That's uh, half the fun, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think that's it. Racing yeah. something that isn't made to race. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, or finding finding your balance on a limited uh, vehicle. Yeah. You know, f- find out where you need to be. We're just about at the end of the Aoshima stuff with a Toyota TA22 Celica 1600 GT mm. from 1972. Not bad. I'm sure I saw those things when I was younger, but... <laughs> Nice cars. Mm, yeah. uh, Hasegawa yep. did what I considered the best version of this, so I'm not sure why Aoshima has a different version of it, but, um, you know, it's the Japanese ones. They all seem to make the same car. Hmm. Yes. Okay. It's almost like, pardon me for saying this, but maybe they're sharing the, sharing the tooling. (laughs) Anything's possible. Yeah. Okay. Now just to be different, the last Aoshima is a one fifth scale rotary sprint MSP plating specification. Yeah. Okay. So it's a see-through version of the, Mazda rotary engine. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, very, very, very cool. I have no idea the price. Not doesn't really strike me as something that I'd want either, but it's neat. Oh, it's not bad. It's what? about uh, 20 bucks US. Oh, well, yeah. okay. That's 2000, not bad for that price. 2000 yen on sale. Uh, 1895 US. If you are putting That's... in an order, uh, it'd make an interesting um, sort of uh, desk display. Cool. Sold out. Uh, notify when available, according to. Well, that's why what they're reissuing it. Yeah, that's why they're reissuing it. There's there's several of those that you'll if anybody's paying attention, following along still at this point. There's several of those links mm-hmm. where it will say that it is sold out. But trust yeah. me, where I got it, the information coming. where I got the information from is good. <laughs> so it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yay. A Revell kit. Yay. Something different. A 1969 Chevy Chevelle SS396 with Firestone tires. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. We talked about this one on oh, Slack. Uh, okay. This was the one that uh, Chris picked up, right? Yes. That's right. And you compared the bodies to that of the AMT kit. Ah, right. And okay. or possibly with the 68 kit they did a year or two ago. Uh, sounds like it's a, a good kit from what uh, the review was. Yes, and I've since seen it being, well, being used in a build-up on uh, YouTube on the muscle car modeler. And yeah, yeah, there's enough differences and it's right for a 69. So yeah, if you want mm-hmm. it, that's mm-hmm. the kit to get. Uh, AMT is reissuing the 1965 Pontiac GTO car as a two-in-one kit. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, but it's still an ancient Molding, ancient tool. Oh, God, yeah. Jeez. No. Yeah. Don't think well, maybe if they give you two choices, you can actually build one of them. Well, that might not be too far from it. 
Mm. Okay. Uh, Italeri is reissuing their 124-scale 40-foot container trailer kit to go along with their truck cabs. Nice, okay. but 40-foot containers in today's world? Mm, no. Well, they're still used quite a lot. They're still used somewhat, but everything, virtually everything I see around here is the 53-foot trailer, so. But might be just where I'm located. Yeah, but these are containers, so they're... Um yeah, but there are there are fifty three foot containers too, Pat, and I do. Oh, they're always touting okay. the difference when I see them. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, foot. yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny though because they still uh, the the clamps are still at the forty foot mark, but they add the extra yep. thirteen feet. Uh, you know, they, uh, at each end, six, six and a half feet at each end. So yeah. okay, that's cool. Yeah. I see. I see a lot of forties over here. I see a lot of twenties and a lot of forties. Uh, uh, I've, I've got to buy the docks over here. Uh, I so, see 20s so and 40s. Are, these are quite common. I don't see as many 53-footers. Uh, the boats are still, for the large part, uh, the, the standard is the 40-foot. 40-foot, yeah. Uh, Montreal, uh, though, because you're going to see things that come in. So I'm, I'm seeing things that come in from Asia into the West, uh, into the West Coast ports. You're going to see things that come in more so from Europe to Montreal. So maybe in Europe they have standardized on the 53 but out here, these are really, really common. Yeah. Okay. And I'm seeing a lot of the forty or the twenty foot for sale now, because people want to build these uh, container homes or whatnot. So I'm seeing, yeah, ads for uh, for twenty foot uh, cans uh, for sale. Mm-hmm. And I may I may get enough money for my birthday today to start building my own container home. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not so much worried about the home pat. Where, <laughs> where, where, where are you going to find the land for it? That's the problem. Yeah, not, just just put it to, in the uh, backyard. I'm sure the um, you know the building Nazi won't have a problem with it. I, I live in a townhouse <laughs> complex. My backyard is also where the uh, where the playground used to be. So, um, but they did dig up the they had to cut down, tear up the. Uh, the playground some years ago because they deemed city of Windsor deemed playgrounds unsafe unless they were in a city owned park. Mm. I, I, I don't okay. know. I guess Maytano's complex just didn't want the liability. So anyway. Okay. Moving on forward, forward. The Ebro Renault cat GTL. Huh? Mm. Crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Renault Ford well, GTL. <laughs> Hey, fr- French car. <laughs> it's a French car by a French company, right? Yeah. Uh, I actually have this one, and this was uh, tempting for me because they made this oh. uh, during uh, my birth year. So part yeah. of me was yeah. actually, I had this in my hands contemplating it as a birth year mm. build. I have a great picture mm-hmm. of this in an orange color from the internet mm. that uh, is my inspiration for it if I ever get there. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, back to 120 scale with with some Fujimi kits. The Lotus 97 from ni- 97T from 1985, which obviously, if you look at the box art, yeah, that's supposed to be the John Player special car, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It would be if it actually had proper markings. If, the, if it had the decals, yes, that's the problem. Mm. So you got the same problem that we yeah. talked about with the Marlboro earlier. Yep, it's black. It's black with gold stripes. Uh, so yeah, it's a JPS uh, look. <laughs> I think this was around at uh, the time that Mario Andretti was racing it as well, but I could be wrong on the year off by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't know. I'd have 92. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Anyway, uh, moving on, The they're doing the Williams FW14B from 1992. 
Yeah, that's got the right markings anyway. <laughs> the right camel look. yellow. No, it doesn't. It's missing the camel. The camel yes, yellow. Yes, I know. I know it's missing. I said it. It's got the right look. Oh, the right look. Yes. Yes, the right look. Mm. Eh, yes. Mm. And Dude. it's uh, red five. Yes, it's red five. Okay. It's the right right car. Mm-hmm. It's the right car number. Just mm-hmm. missing some stuff. Oh well. Moving on, the Williams FW16 from Fujimi, the Renault car with Elf mm. sponsorship. Again, looks good, but yeah, that was missing the Rothmans, right? That was their yeah, Rothmans that's, years. It's missing something. Yeah, licensing costs money. <laughs> Well, it, this league, this legalities as far as uh, selling cigarette uh, advertising, it's not actually licensing that's the problem. It's yeah. the legalities yeah. of selling it. You know how you can't actually have cigarettes shown here; they have to be behind a counter somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. That's where that's where you run into the problems. And it'd be yeah. interesting to see. And I, I didn't actually research it to see if any of these uh, do have. Um, the decals inside they're just not displaying them for legality that's possible I think it's probably unlikely but um, unlikely yeah I tend to think you'll have to look on eBay or your your favorite other vendor for um, aftermarket um, shady decals I guess you can call it I'm not sure shady decals anyway you know so Moving on, the Ferrari 641-2 F190 from the 1990 French Grand Prix. Now, please tell me, this one has the right all the right decals, Justin. I'm just trying to think. I've uh, built this one before. Um, I built a 24 scale of this. I did not know they actually had the 20 scale as well. Ah, okay. That was many, many, many years ago. So uh, I'm just trying to think uh, back to the 90s what that was. My, my memory doesn't. That was... Isn't oh, that when Christ. you had hair? Christ, that was 30 years ago. You had oh. hair. So when you lost the hair, you lost the memory? Um, no, my <laughs> attention was um, a little different. Distracted? In distracted. Yes, distracted. I was 20 years old. I was a box of hormones, you know? That was a whole different lifestyle of ago. <laughs> ah, Fujimi's offering once again their 124 scale garage and tool set diorama, if you will. It's a little box, has all sorts of neat stuff in it. Four, two sides clear, if memory serves. And mm-hmm. yeah, with tools and et cetera, and toolboxes. And yes, yeah, very neat, very nice. It was once upon a time, it was issued by testers, too. Yes. Yes. I did not know that. Well, not, I ha, I may or may not have most of that still somewhere. <laughs> ah, now this one, this one I might have to have. I haven't decided yet. I know they're the kit is supposed to be good anyway. It's the they're Fujimi's nineteen sixty eight Le Mans winner Ford GT forty. Yeah, it's in the in Gulf, Gulf. Livery, of course. Yep. yep. Yeah, it looks right to me. What uh, mm-hmm. is that? Mark three, I think, or Mark four. 68 two? should be the four, shouldn't it? Mm, yeah. I think it's two. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I do love the livery on that. The golf livery is beautiful. Yeah. It's the classic color. It's how it should look. Uh-huh. Uh, then a Ferrari 512BB slash BBI with window frame masking seal. In other words, they're including tape so you can <laughs> mask and airbrush the black trim onto your windows. Very nice, guys. Very nice. Uh-huh. 
Very nice car. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have this kit uh, and probably the 2008-2009 release. Uh, nice, nice kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little simplified, but not bad. Now, 2008-9 release with the red boxes with the clear uh, windows. Those are the ones. Uh, like on the box? Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice uh, idea for releasing is uh, the clear windows on the top of the box. Yeah, uh, that, uh, they may have got a lot of money out of me over that uh, series of re-releases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, another 112-scale motorcycle, this time around a Yamaha FZR750. Eh, doesn't it's, it's obviously a racing bike, but to me it just does not. No, doesn't. Work uh, it's for a nineteen eighty five racing bike, so it's uh, looking its age. Five, yeah, it's it's aging. Yeah, it's aging. But hey, if you didn't get one the first two times it was around, or first three times, or four times, or, or whatever, or whatever, it's uh, it's time to get another one. Uh, yes. All right, I I see that uh, we have what the world needs now. Coming up. The next love, three kits. Love? No. More, more, more R32s. Yep. Three of them. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, the GTR. I'm they're not actually 112th, are they? It says 112th, and yes, they did make it. So if you uh-huh. really okay, so that is different then. Yes. So there's the base car, the Nissan Skyline GTR, BNR32, then you have a 89 Nismo S-Tune BNR32, and then finally a Group A Calsonic BNR32 from 1992. So, wow. Yeah, that's evolutionary, but boy, is that impressive. Yeah, 112 scale. No memory of 12 scale uh, from Fujimi whatsoever. Vague, it strikes me vaguely. That's all I can say. Yeah, I don't. Uh, says, uh, yeah, 2005 Reebok. Uh, Wow! Yeah, very interesting. Very and interesting. I'm, lo- I'm I'm looking at the. Uh, oh God! It goes way back to '92. It was a new tool in 1992 from Fujimi, and there have been so many releases of that 12 scale kit. Wow! I have no. Maybe uh, it's just something no, that we haven't seen around here. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it's it is yeah. what it is. Wow! That's that's really cool. Can you imagine the amount yeah. of detail in that kit or potential detail? And I'm seeing one, two, just off the top of my head, three, four Calsonic releases um, alone. So it just doesn't scratch my memory bank whatsoever. Hmm. Interesting. 12 scale uh, uh, Skylines. Yeah. Big stuff. Okay. Now there's a trio of racing BMWs that Hatsune Miku. Yeah. Hatsune Miku BMW 2012. It's a BMW Z4 GT3 from 2012 Super GT second half version. There's also the 2014 Super GT round two Fuji winner and oh, sorry, this is the Good Smile version. The Good Smile Hatsune Miku. And finally, there's also a a a uh, 2012 Super GT version of the BMW Z4 Good Smile Racing Hatsuna Miku. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hatsuna Miku is an anime character. Yeah. So these are all the ones that... Uh, That's what I thought it was. And I yep. I had seen one being built on a group on Facebook, and I said, what? The? That's quite the graphics on it. I mean, you're going to be working at it forever with decals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I saw it. I believe they come with, like, two sheets, uh... 
I don't they think they put it all on one sheet. They come. It takes a couple of uh, takes a couple of sheets to uh, to build the car. So, um, hmm, interesting. And finally, finally, the last of the finally, new, finally the last of the kits we're talking about today is the mm-hmm. ICM's 124 skill Benz Patent Motorwagen 1886 ah. with Mrs. Benz and Sons. So it includes, uh, yeah. what is it, three, three or Ooh. four figures? And- I, I, I do like the uh, the emphasis on the wagon. You know, very mm, good, John. <laughs> Thank you. John's been studying for us. No, that's, uh, mm. yeah, ICM has got some interesting stuff. And this is certainly one of them. This is really neat. Yeah, wait until you see the price on it. That's all I got to say, guys. It's open. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. I did. Wow, you get it. When I did, when I did this originally, I, I was looking at the prices. When I looked at it, and said, "You've got to be kidding!" Because that kit, there's not, there's not that much to it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I, you know, to do it right, there's going to have to be photo watch or something to do those wheels. But as I recall, it was seventy or eighty dollars. Oh, uh, it says uh, today it says eighty dollars forty four cents Canadian. There you go. Oh, wow. we're up to 90, 80, 90 pre-order. Okay, I don't understand their pre-order. Uh, from HLJ, uh, $87.38 today. Yeah. Uh, from Mega okay. Hobby, um, $81.09. So, yeah, okay. Is it me or are um, you not seeing the value in that? Uh, it's a fairly simple, like it looks like. That, um, that's my problem with it. Yeah. It's neat. It would be way very, very cool to have. As part of an automobile collection, especially if you're doing Mercedes Benzes, but for that price, eighty dollars for what is what? Let's charitably say maybe fifty pieces, three bicycle wheels and a platform. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, that that that's it. Even if they super detail it, you're not going to get fifty pieces. Oh, pardon mm-hmm. me, I read it wrong. HLJ is one hundred and nineteen dollars Canadian oh, today. My God, Patrick. Yeah, I don't trying to give us all heart attacks. Wow, this is um wow. Yeah. And Mega Ho- Mega Hobby 12887, almost $129 on the pre-order. Ugh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And yeah. it says uh, you know and for through AK, wow, okay. I have to look at that. That's interesting. Okay. I did never really looked at the marketplace on some of the prices of these. And uh wow, okay. So mm-hmm. there's some deals but there's some wow. Wow. Cool. Okay. So what else? What else have you got, John? That's it. That's all. Uh, wow. And as we say around here, merci, salut, visit. <laughs> oh, and, I don't uh, know what he said. Visit, is it? But um, yes, I agree with that. Thank God it's <laughs> over. I mean, um, thank you for doing all that homework, John. Yeah, You're really that welcome. Was, uh, that was a huge job. Something like that. I I think initially I had over two hours into doing <laughs> into transcribing all of it and. Finding all the right pictures, and well, they were the wrong pictures. All? And, yeah, that's all. Seems seems like a lot longer than two hours. Well, I, put I think we talked about it for longer than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ouch. 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 Okay. okay, your turn to talk, Pat. What are you working on? Oh, we still have to do that. Wow. Well, it's still here. We're we're not done yet, right? We're going for the all time record of the podcast. I'm still I, I'm still summer slumping. Um, like I said, I bought the um, uh, I bought the uh, Ravel Jeep. Rubicon, and I just stared at it and looked at the trees. I thought, okay, this is a really nice kit, uh, but I haven't done anything with it. Summer slump. Um, I've had a bit of medical stuff go on the last couple of weeks, so um, nothing to worry about. I just uh, 
they spent a f- had had to, had to pass a stone apparently, oh. uh, and those aren't the most fun. So I, I spent a few hours in the hospital the other day, but no big deal. They took care of me, and uh, I'm uh, I'm back home slumping rather than sitting in a hospital bed slumping. So, uh, <laughs> slump on just, your own time. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. It's it's just just not my time of year for model building. So I go down and I shuffle boxes around every once in a while. Actually, I bought a. A couple of little small shelving units at Canadian Tire that I'm going to rearrange some stuff. So, but model kits I haven't really touched much. Just uh, so there. Uh, anyway, somebody else talk, please. John, what are you working on? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> back to me again. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I start. I don't know if I'd started it last time we recorded or not, but I've started and finished the Revel Germany Audi, Audi R10 TDI, which was the Le Mans car from 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you had pre-painted fun. that though, right? I had pre-painted it years ago. Not the tops of the the cowlings behind the uh, the, dri- the driving position, but got those done. It's not that bad. I did it by did it with brush and said, eh, "Okay, I'm happy enough with this as is." They they looked good on the internet, and this was all because at the time I was getting zero painting weather, so mm. everything else was basically no, no. I mean, I say zero painting weather. I can airbrush engines, interior, stuff like that, but not good weather for high-quality paint jobs for a body. Well, that all changed, was it Wednesday or Thursday of this week? I had the time. I don't know. I you went on weather. a tie. Uh, you went on a big tear for, for oh, all Oh, I went on a big tear, yes. Sure did. <laughs> and just finished finished off the last of it this morning. My Tamiya Ford Mustang GT4 is now ready to go. I can go and build it anytime I want. My Ravel... 2014 Ford Raptor, same idea. It's ready to, the paint is all 100% done. Yay. <laughs> my 2000. The furry suit Raptor. The furry suit Raptor, yes. My 2017 Ford GT in Wins livery is, well, 95% done painting now. The body's all 100% polished, rubbed, waxed. But I'd missed like the rear wing and the, there's a, not an air dam, but an under under part of the underpan for the front end of the car that didn't get enough clear. So that got it earlier this morning before things heated up or, and or got too humid. And then uh, I started another something in, in between knowing that the body was not 100% got the right timing for the weather. So it got it too. And that, that means this one's ready to paint is my, uh, 2006s Revel Germany Ferrari Super America. Whew. And color. then there's still the birth year build that the, everything looked good enough when I had the painting weather that got a quick coat of light gray to act as primer and I'll I'll inspect it in a day or two or three or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well but boy it's hot it's hot and humid down here, so it's it's on its way up that way. Uh so I'm glad you got that in because it's gonna be Sticky for a couple of days. Yeah, that's all right. I can live with it. I've got stuff I can do now as opposed to just stare at the four cor- four walls. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay. Justin? I don't want to talk after you. Why not? Because you've been busy. Well, yeah, but the la- lack of work, lack of painting weather, lack of this, lack of that, something I had to give. Let's put it that way. <laughs> mm. Mm. I, I've been having fun uh, assembling more of uh, Kaylee's old pre-painted bodies, uh, pre-painted oh, yeah. kits. Uh, I uh, finished one of those the other day. Uh, just really uh, hacking away mm. at a little bit. Um, I'm kind of excited for some of the new kits coming in. So there's a big part of me that's not terribly excited of what's on my bench at the moment, but waiting excitingly for mail. 
So we'll 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 see what uh, what gives first. Um, we've got mm. kind of the same problem: summer weather. There's so much other other stuff to do, uh, including looking after my little princess puppy. Um, that uh, it's it's kind of a tough one to get a lot of time at the moment. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. It's summer. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and on this short. Uh, quick podcast Short. that we made uh, just to cover a couple of small details. Uh, we're, we're not going to have a, uh, a theme today. I think we've gone long enough. Another hour of us talking is nobody will listen to it. Uh, so on that, we will say thank you very much for listening. If you are still listening to us, uh, please remember <laughs> our birth year build is coming up. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Slack for that. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, there's a way that you could do that. You can join our Facebook group. That is at facebook.com slash group slash model car podcast. If you want to join our Slack group, you can send an email to model car podcast at gmail.com. Pat, where can people find you? Hey, patredmond.ca, or sitting here in Windsor, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And John, where are you today? Uh, sitting here in Magog, Quebec, Canada, or La Belle Provence, but uh, no, you want johndesan.com. And I'm over here on the left coast, justintwyford.com. Our website, modelcar.show. Uh, you can find links to a little bit more information about John, Pat, and myself. Uh, you can also find links to all of our show notes. And believe me, there are a lot of show notes for this episode. You said a mouthful. <laughs> um, yeah, there really is. Uh, Model Car Podcast on all of our social feeds, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, I would like to take a moment to welcome and thank our new sponsor, Marty Bryan. Uh, We really appreciate your support as well as the support from all of our patrons. Uh, Just a reminder, patrons get behind-the-scenes access to our uh, special Slack channel, uh, patron extras and gifts, and even a chance to be on the show. If you want to support us, you can go to our website, modelcar.show, slash supporters. There'll be links there to... Patreon to if you want to uh, give us a couple of bucks every month, we'd really appreciate it. Or you can even throw us a one-time donation at PayPal. Our Patreon producers for this episode, who we couldn't do this without, uh, Chris Martin, Pat Redmond, Alex Thomas, Mickey Drace, Scale Finishes, Classic Truck Modeler Magazine, and Ryan Voyer. Thank you so much for everybody for listening to us for this point. Uh, Pat, anything you wanted to add to close up the show no no i'm good thank you very much for listening yeah. and uh we'll, we'll see you after the vacation yeah um what a way to spend your birthday talking about japanese models i think i'm turning japanese oh god i hope the rest of the day goes well for you uh john anything you want to throw in today i out talked pat <laughs> oh yes you yeah. did. that you certainly wow. did you out talked pat wow. and me mm. for a change perhaps we'll see you on the edit oh gosh mm. All right, well, thanks, guys. It's been a blast. We'll see you in four weeks. Say goodbye, John. Take care, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye, John.